it's it's such a cool thing where you're just like, and I fully agree with you, where when you're doing no cam, your personality really shines. And it has to carry. It has to. And we're going to see that here with this next clip. But uh, I love that that your mentality was like, you know, I it's not a preference of mine. I don't personally want that. You know, I have my own stuff that I'm dealing with there. Um, and, and wanting to go forward and say, you know what? I'm just going to do this thing. And clearly, your community, all those that watch you, all those that support you are there for your your personality, your content, the the energy that you bring on to your own streams. Uh, I just wanted to gas you up right there real quick there. I know that this... Um, you're making me blush. Take me out to dinner at least. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> touche, touche, all right. Ladies and gentlemen, Delta official, official Delta Live. I've been saying this backwards this time, but Delta, <laughs> how have you been today? What you been up to? I'm um, pretty good. I'm pretty good right now. How have you been? I've been well. It's been, uh, you know, I'm getting in the, I'm getting in the fall feels. I'm not going to lie. All right. I pulled out the sweaters. I'm trying to get cozy. It's just, it's a whole thing. So I'm just trying to, you know, get in my feels and, and get ready for that holiday kick. Still trying to figure out the Halloween costume. Have you figured out? Are you doing anything for Halloween this year? Um, I'm not sure yet. I'm going to see if I can think of something to do uh, for a Halloween costume. But as of right now, I don't have any ideas. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Awesome. Well, Delta, first and foremost, thank you so much for joining me here. You know, I, I start off these shows very similarly where I tell the audience or the viewers here how we connected. And your name has been something that I don't know if you've ever watched previous shows, but I, I tend to bring it up. I always mention your name, Delta, when we have mutuals on here. And it's always in the light of this funny story where before we even scheduled any of the show, I would say months ago, you know, upwards of three to four months ago, randomly in the middle of the night, because I'm a, I'm a lay sleeper. So in the middle of the night, I'm on TikTok and I just get a random TikTok sentence from you. <laughs> And yeah. I, like, you shocked me. Like, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. This is the first time I ever got to talk to you about this. But you shocked me because no one's ever done that. No one's ever sent me a TikTok that I like, that, that, that's just random from anyone. Usually I have like only three DMs and it's like Peyton, Parker, and then someone else. And so when you sent me that, I got nervous. And I was like, how do I, what do I, <laughs> like, <laughs> what do I do? What even comedy do you work with? Like, I didn't know. And so I've had other friends of yours here on the show before you. And I would ask them, I would tell them, I was like, all right, hey, uh, so like Delta gave me this TikTok what kind of TikToks do you think Delta would like? <laughs> and they've all said the same thing. They're like, you can't go wrong with dogs. Just send some dogs and you're good to go. All right. And so yeah. <laughs> they're very right, honestly. <laughs> and I like how, by the way, I send you the PDF for the show, like the rundown. And the response I get is I peed a little. And I was like, <laughs> you, we didn't even talk for, for days. We never even spoke. And you just hit me with that. <laughs> And so I don't know what I'm walking into, but I'm excited. All right. This is a thrill that I seek every three times a week. 
But Delta, I appreciate you so much. You've only gotten glowing reviews from your peers. And so it was inevitable at this point. I think it was always just trying to find the right time and headspace for everyone to do it. And so I'm so thankful that you're here with us live, Delta. All right. Yeah, and thank you for having me too. I mean, I've I've been very excited to to do something like this, honestly. So I'm very happy to be here. So thank you for having me. Of course, of course. So let's start off the show uh, the same way as I always do. And we're going into the history of your time uh, here on Twitch. So the top of the line, the top of the question is, as always, how long have you had your Twitch account in general? I'm talking even before you were streaming, if that's applicable. Um, if I were to remember correctly, I think I created my account in 2015. 2015. Dang. Okay. Mm -hmm. So 2015, you created your account here on Twitch. And what brought you uh, onto the platform? I honestly don't know. I I created an account and I think it was for the sole reason of either watching somebody's stream that I can't remember who it was Mm -hmm. or because one of my friends uh, was doing a stream of their own. Oh. And I just wanted to make an account and be like there at the time. <laughs> yeah. So, I but I, mm-hmm. I didn't touch it for years. Like even watching on it, I didn't touch it for years. because I completely forgot Twitch was a thing until like 2018 or so. Isn't that how it goes though? It's, it's, it's similar to Twitter where you're like, I don't get what's going on here. Or like, I don't like this change. And then you just kind of, it disappears. And then you, it, it comes back into your life in, in full throttle. But yeah, it was the same with Twitter, honestly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Did you did you always like when you created that account back in 2015 and even during your return in 2018 did you have the mentality that you were like yo I I might stream I'm going to I'm going to be a streamer Uh no I didn't I was on a completely different track uh, when I created my account mm, Well if I may ask what what kind of track was that Um I was doing music production and DJing and I did that for about 7 or 8 years Yo, what? All right, hold on. <laughs> we'll we'll cover that in the real, you know, the the life stories section. But that's sick. So you were you were in that headspace for quite a while, and then you came onto this platform back in 2015. It sounds like just you know support friends as well as uh, watch some of your uh, creators that you you admire and you enjoy and entertained by. What led to the return in 2018? Um, the return in 2018 or so just kind of, I guess it kind of came from like seeing a bit more of like Twitch being pushed out, like promoting wise. And Mm. I saw it happening and then I saw some friends using it and I was like, you know what, I'll come back and I'll start watching again. And then I like YouTube creators that I used to watch all the time, um, were promoting their Twitches as well. And I was like, this is somewhere where I can watch them live instead of having to wait for a new YouTube video. Yeah. What were some of, who were some of those creators that you were watching? On, uh, um, on one of them that I can think or two of them actually that I can think of the top of my head that mm-hmm. I came from YouTube to Twitch because uh, these are people that I looked up and I was like I've been following since like 2018 2019 or so um, are like Swagger Souls and Travis okay okay so you found them there and they're like they're promoting themselves on Twitch and you're like why not you know I can I can double down I, I don't have to just wa- wait and watch them on YouTube you can literally interact with them live here on Twitch that's awesome yeah I like exactly that. So then, you know, going there and you returning here on this platform in 2018, when did you start streaming? I started streaming in about July of 2019. July of 2019. And, and what, what made you answer the call or answer that itch of, you know what, I'm, I'm going to go live. I'm going to try it out. Um, beforehand, I don't, I don't consider like anything beforehand, like my start of streaming. Cause beforehand, again, I was still in the music production stuff and whatever, 
So mm-hmm. I did like very small like test streams of like uh, critiquing music and Ooh, okay. and production stuff, but I didn't consider that because that was like a whole different name of mine. Mm-hmm. And then July of 2019, I switched over to official Delta Live. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason for that was because with music, I had been doing it for so long. I started uh, losing like motivation and it wasn't going the direction I wanted it to anymore. Mm. And so I was like, I need a different source to put my creativity and my, um, my, my energy into other than music. Mm-hmm. And after watching, you know, all these YouTubers and then getting into like watching streamers and stuff for a few months, I was like, streaming sounds like a perfect way to just have some creative outflow and be able to pour my heart into. And so yeah, I started doing it with some gaming and I switched my name. And I am now official Delta Live. That's cool. What was the what was the OG name? What was the name you had before this? The OG name was Delta Music. Okay, ah, both are pretty clean. Damn, both are really mm-hmm. clean. That's awesome. <laughs> and and what was the music that you were producing or creating at that time, or or even possibly now, if if that's something that you still do on the side? Oh yeah, it's something I definitely do on the side all the time. I have <laughs> many projects I still need to work on and stuff, but I I mainly do like electronic music and do some like. Uh, rap beats and lo-fi. Ooh, like on your own streams, are some of those being played in the background? Kind of your way of avoiding that DMCA stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, unfortunately, no, and that's just because, again, when I lost motivation with music a few years back, it was kind of a thing of like I was unhappy with what I was making, and even to this day, I'm still very unhappy with a lot of the stuff I make. There will be every now and then like a track or two that I make and I'm like, I'm happy with this, you know, Mm -hmm. but it just never gets finished because I don't really feel the need to push it out into like a full song and like try to polish it up or anything like that. I just kind of do it for fun. Wow. Wow. Okay. All right. And we'll cover more of that. The the music, uh, you know, industry and your work there a little later in the show, but that's fascinating. I would love to dig more into that world. I have no idea uh about that and and even just the creative process of of what you try to produce and and i love the phrase you're just like i just didn't feel like it was ready so i'm not gonna force it so i'm just gonna let that you know sit there and and see maybe there's some inspiration in the future i love that a lot i think that's where the Mm -hmm. art speaks out to it Um, yeah but let me to ask you this going back to streaming here for a moment um talk to me about your first stream when you hit that go live button for the very first time what was some of the feelings that you were going through? And tell me about some of the early day kind of uh, community as well as, uh, you know, stream feels in general during that time when you went live for the first time. Yeah. Um, so around July, again, was when I started doing it, July of 2019. And I remember what I was playing, too. My first mm. time ever streaming like a gaming thing under the name Official Delta Live mm-hmm. was um, actually Pokemon Platinum. I'm a huge Pokemon fan. I've always loved Pokemon since I was a kid. And Platinum was where I started in the mainline series back when I was like nine years old. So like I wanted to play Pokemon and I was like, I'm just going to hit the go live button and just have fun. I downloaded like a a free overlay with Streamlabs OBS and um, just kind of tried to fit it onto the screen and have fun. That's cool. I like that. I like that. When did you recognize that this fun thing could possibly be a bigger part of your life or maybe something that you wanted to be a bigger part of your life? Um, I don't think I didn't realize until like, well, yeah, until like many, many months later, because that's, mm. that was getting to a point where like, 
I was starting to grow a lot more than I thought I would, you know, mm -hmm. like for quite a few months when I started, I was just doing it for fun genuinely. And I just wanted to continue to play video games and possibly grow a small community. And if mm -hmm. I grew big, you know, so be it. I, <laughs> I just focused more on having fun yeah. and I didn't realize that it would become like a huge part of my life uh, until probably around the very beginning of 2020. Isn't that, that's just, it's so wild how, how when the prerogative is to just have fun, all the other stuff is to the side and you could just focus on, it's funny because it's like, when you say just have fun, I think that's where the best content comes from too, where your humor is there, the flow is there, the energy is there, everyone feels welcome and, and, and just comforted there rather than it being a structured business or this thing where it's like, no, we, we, <laughs> you ever have, hang out with people that are like, hey, we're having fun, right, guys? Like, that's, yeah. that's weird. Don't call it out. We're, ha <laughs> we're having fun, right? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever you say. Hey, that's awesome. That's awesome. Um, <laughs> but, but no, like, um, I, I get so many people that come into my chat all the time asking for like advice. And like, every single time, the number one thing I say first off, my brain is just have fun because mm -hmm. there's there's so many there's there's quite there's some people that might go into the, the streaming thing and think oh i want to be famous you know or yeah. i, I want to make money and i'm like and i see that and i'm like don't go into it for that kind of reason go into it because you want to have fun or you want to meet new people or just build a community or something mm -hmm. do something that you want to be proud of and say like later on like hey this is crazy how like this started from nothing and I am now like being able to change people's lives in my own life with mm -hmm. this. And I, I just feel like going into it with a wrong mentality, I can definitely uh, harm people, uh, you know, mentally whenever they're trying to do it. Definitely. Definitely. I mean, and, and as well as like those, uh, you know, everyone talks about numbers. Everyone wants to talk about partner pushes, all that jazz, but like, it's kind of there's an old saying in cooking where it's like oh, oh a watch pot never boils i believe that same thing in terms of of, of people trying to really push for certain accolades you know you want to build something mm -hmm. that's bigger than that specific thing whether that be a number or a check mark and so when you say building a community when you say having fun or just trying to create moments like myself here in this show it's now you're starting to actually create something uh, that's that's that transcends worrying about the petty little things, the little details of this world. But I love that Delta. I love that. Now, yeah. Tell me this. So you know, you you said that roughly uh, July 2019 was when you really just start uh, when you really you know stuck with it, and you're like, all right, I'm gonna go live. I'm gonna game here. I'm gonna you know be more consistent or have a, a bigger presence here on Twitch or online in general. Let's let's compare. All right, let's compare who you were at the beginning of of July 2019 and who you are today. Okay. Uh, mm -hmm. How have you, as a content creator, evolved from when you first started? How have you evolved? Well, I would say that one thing I've evolved with is that I feel like I've become more educated about uh, how people work and how people perceive things and how how I'm able to connect and uh, talk to people like in a in a better way. I I definitely back then. Um, was still I didn't really have anything online because I was anything online that I had it was just very close friends and I didn't really talk to anybody outside of that mm -hmm. um so coming into it and um I had kind of the same mentality and the same vibe I didn't really 
go out of my way to like talk to random people or go out of my way to learn things uh, that I do that I know about now. Um, but here today, I talked to so many different people around different communities. I've learned so many different things that I am very happy to be knowledgeable about. And I, I feel like having that knowledge has made me a much honestly better person. Yeah. What what transitioned you from that? What what transitioned you from kind of sticking in your own lane, maybe your your own crew of people, not wanting to branch out to other communities, other creators and all that, to being more adventurous, to taking that leap of faith and saying, you know what? I I, you know, while I love my community, I love my friends, I also want to explore what more this place has to offer. What what was that mental change there? Um, I think uh, one way, and it kind of sounds probably weird, honestly, but was through self-promotion, I guess. Yeah. Um, I used to be in a bunch of uh, big streamers and YouTubers' uh, discords, mm -hmm. and they usually had a self-promo channel in there. So uh, it was free to use. I could just put my Twitch link in there and be like, hey, I'm playing games right now or whatever, and put it in. Yeah. And somehow some people would join in and become a part of my own community. And that's kind of where it started was like, um, they would start coming into my community and my discord and I'd talk to them and it was just opening doors for quite a while. It just kept, uh, showing me different sides of people, showing me different ways that people are and, um, how they live. So I like that a lot. I love the, the evolution of, of your life. And it sounds like it's even, it's beyond Twitch. It's beyond content creation. It's just, you're learning more about people in general. And that's, yeah. that's such a cool uh, kind of sub asset of being a streamer or just being here on this platform where you're going to meet a lot of people globally uh, of all walks of life. And so to be able to empathize and, and hopefully try your best to understand, I don't think I think it's kind of impossible to fully understand, but try our best to, to meet in the middle and say, all right, that's what you're that's what you're, you're going through. Or these are some of the things that that are important to you. Um, it's mm -hmm. such a cool I don't know. It's such a cool sub perk of, of being here on this platform. Yeah. And I, I've, I've been told by like my parents and by my friends, like back at home that like, I, I've always been kind of like a mediator of things and that I'm very understanding, but I feel like, um, doing this and doing streaming, coming into content creation has just made me be able to like kind of become more of that person and become more understanding of things and, and all that. I like that. I like that a ton. Well, Delta, I don't know how much of the show you've ever watched in the past, uh, but I have a segment here uh, that we're going to lean into, all right? I'm fairly mm -hmm. new to Twitch, uh, technically. It's only been about a year and a half, and, and I can't be everywhere at once. And so I try my best to find some sort of middle ground between myself and my guests, maybe something that we can both bond with and, and have you explain. So I have here three clips from your channel. All right, Delta. Okay. And why, see why we every every time it's undefeated. Why do you sound so nervous, Delta? Why I is, don't know. I don't know what clips you're gonna bring up. I don't. It might be something I don't remember, or it, it might I, be just I, every time I say because I've memorized that part of me saying it, and every time I could hear the I, I'm looking straight into the camera. You could hear the the hesitation in the voice where it's like, do I really do I really trust moms right now? Do I do I? Uh, <laughs> It's just, I, I swear. What? I also just don't want to, um, I don't want to go back and watch maybe possibly some of the cringiest parts of my streaming, you know? I don't want to hear myself from the back. <laughs> then you've clearly never watched this show. 
<laughs> no, I've watched it. I've watched it, and I've been nervous about this part. Oh, I come even, on. I was even talking to Zenby about it before this. I was like, <laughs> should I be nervous? <laughs> Is everything going to be okay? <laughs> it's, it's like a flu shot, all right? We're all scared of the needle to some degree, <laughs> but yeah, doctor moms or nurse moms, whatever you want to say, has got your back. I have to do the show with you for hours, so it's like, I can't roast too hard because at yeah. that point they're going to be mad. But here's this first one here. All right? Here's the first one. We'll go off easy here. I'm going to switch over scenes to the clip scene. If you'd like to listen along uh, on, on yeah. your end, you've got it. Uh, let's switch over here. All right. This very first one here, it says, so diss me. This is from a year ago. All right. It's yeah. so short. It's only five seconds long. And it's not so much. Uh, well, it is the clip. But I have... I have a follow-up that I really want to ask you about. So literally, let's just watch this five-second clip very quickly, and we'll get into the discussion there, all right? Right yeah. here now. Oh, yeah, this is me. Um, <laughs> with the fan cams. Um, I have, I've just... Delta, you a stunner right there. You a stunner. Those, the marble eyes, this and that. I want to ask you, Delta, all right? Mm -hmm. Um, you, you've talked about, I, I want to ask you first and foremost, before we get into any of all the, the other questioning is, uh, tell me what the differences are between being a cam streamer and no cam streamer. I've only done cam, so I don't understand both sides of it, but can you tell me the differences on your end from your experiences doing both? Um, well, uh, kind of not because one one thing's for sure. I haven't done face cam streams like mm -hmm. much at all. I hardly turned on my face cam within the past year. I even threw it away in the summer because mm -hmm. um, I didn't. It was one, number one broken, but also I just didn't like it. Yeah. Um, but in my eyes, like, and this this is like just me talking as if I'm watching somebody stream. Um. Uh, I would, in my eyes, I just don't really mind if somebody has a face cam or doesn't, you know? Hell yeah. Um, to me, it's just more of a thing about, are do they have, like, a really good personality and are they just having fun? Mm -hmm. And that's all that matters to me, really. Um, I personally just don't use face cam because I'm a pretty insecure and um, I, I just don't like using it. I feel like it's a whole extra thing that I have to get ready for. I have to look nice if I want to be able to like put my face cam on. Yeah. And it, it's just hard for me to do something like that. So. Oh, wow. Well, I, I want to support you in that right here and right now. And like I and I, I, I think it's, it's such a cool thing where you're just like and I fully agree with you where when you're doing no cam your personality really shines. And it has to carry. It has to. And we're going to see that here with this next clip. But uh, I love that that your mentality was like, you know, I it's not a preference of mine. I don't personally want that. You know, I have my own stuff that I'm dealing with there. Um, and, and wanting to go forward and say, you know what? I'm just going to do this thing. And clearly, your community, all those that watch you, all those that support you, are there for your your personality, your content, the the energy that you bring on to your own streams. Uh, I just wanted to gas you up right there real quick there. I know that oh, this... Stop, you're making me blush. Take me out to dinner at least. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Touche, right. <laughs> touche, all right. But no, I like, I, I think, yeah, I, I just wanted to make sure you, you, you know that you're also supported regardless of decision, whether it be cam, no cam, whatever it may be. Um, and, and just hopefully we can take that step closer at easing some of those insecurities, regardless again of the decision there. But I just wanted to make sure it was cool. Uh, when, when you made that transition to no, uh, no cam, just one last question. 
Was that a big decision for you? Was that something you were scared of doing, or were you? Did you always know you're like this is for the greater good? This is for my mental. This is for my. Uh, this is for me. It's nothing else. And regardless of what happens, I'm just I'm running with this. I don't want any cam. It's not important. Well, I've never been a cam streamer actually. I from the get go, I never used my camera. Um, this was if this clip is actually the first time I showed my face on stream. Wow. Yeah, that was my one year anniversary of starting streaming, and it was a subathon. And I told the I told my community one hundred subs or something yeah. or something like that, and I'll show my face. And how was this moment for you, if I may ask? Um, it was pretty cool because yeah. I it, it I don't know it just kind of made me feel a little good because mm. I showed my face for the first time, and everybody was very nice about it. I was very scared, so yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome when you, yeah, especially just uh, giving a little extra to the community, being like, all right, here's the person behind the cam. And, and yeah. also mentioning, you know, the insecurities of it all, but having that warm welcome and just saying, oh, okay, you know, it's kind of like jumping into a cold pool is what I would think of it as. Like, oh, yeah. okay, nice, nice, nice. Awesome. That's the first clip. All right, Delta. All right. Okay. Might be the hardest one. All right. Because here we have this next one. It's, I'm, I'm so confused. At what I just watched. And what's weird is I'm pretty sure I watched this live. All right. I'm almost certain I watched this live. This was seven months ago. All right. Mm-hmm. And it, you're just going to hit me here with a, a lot that's going on. It's 11 seconds long. Let's give it a listen. And I'll have you explain what's going on in the clip. All right. All right. All right. Let's give it a listen. Oh, it's preamble. We the people in order to form more perfect unions. That was just ensured to miss the tranquility. Before after the common defense with the general welfare and secure the buttons of liberty, towards southern prosperity, to redeem the establishment of the Constitution of the United States of America. Woo! Did you just quote the Constitution? <laughs> I quoted the preamble to the United States Constitution. What is going Do you remember this scene, uh, this this stream? Do you remember what's going on? Why were you speed running this? What is going on here in this clip? I do that just about every other stream. Wait, what? what? <laughs> it's a, it is a channel point redemption that I have where if somebody redeems enough points, I will recite the preamble of the Constitution. Okay, okay. <laughs> I gotta take a step back. <laughs> uh, there's a lot to unpack right there. Where did that inspiration come from, Delta? Um, I was trying to think of uh, cool channel point ideas and whatever when it came to like uh, my channel to make sure like people had incentives because at the time I was like, well, I don't have a face cam, so I can't really do like crazy things or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I don't have any things I can press a button with right now and play a noise, but I know the preamble to the United States Con- Constitution, so uh, if you redeem points, I'll say it. Why not? I, I guess the, the <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you. <laughs> I don't know that. <laughs> I clearly is this something that you just have on deck that you've just memorized in life? And and since I'm, fourth grade. Since fourth grade? This is yeah. just something that's never left you? I my teacher said your homework tonight is if you re- recite the preamble to the United States Constitution, I will give you a piece of candy tomorrow. And so I did it and it's stuck with me now. It's been ten years. <laughs> the worst superpower ever (laughs) it it has come to no importance and it has had no significance in my life until i started streaming and put that there so (laughs) i'm happy it comes to use in some point now it's been 10 years it's been 10 years Delta, what we we need new information in your head what is going on like what other 
f- like fun facts or weird skills do you possess that we're not aware of, Delta? That is an actual question. What other skill sets are you uh, are, uh, you possess that we are just not aware of here in this world? I can clap with one hand. Okay. Okay, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. Let's see the audio for this one. Go ahead. Clap with one hand. God, oh my god, oh my god. <laughs> I'm, I'm banned. I'm banned off Twitch. Man. I'm going to get the, on that streamer banned. Uh, what is it? On, on Twitter. You'll see mom's the host. <laughs> Delta, oh my gosh. You are, you, you are a liability. I love that. I love that. No, good stuff. Good stuff. You know, you got the reverb in too. It's nice. You got the reverb. Oh, did it? Nice. Yeah, we heard it all. But all right, fair play. So that's that's clip number two. All right, pretty easy okay. stuff. It's it's so yeah. far walk in the park. This last one here, I had to dig deep. All right, Delta. I, okay. I, okay. I went to the depths of hell for this one. This is a clip from two years ago. Okay. Mm-hmm. And you talked about Pokemon. And I believe this was probably, you know, one of those one of those streams here. Um, let's just listen along. All right, let's listen along. It's a minute long, so we're gonna sit here and listen to this together. Oh Lord, have mercy! And, and give it a try. All right, here we go. Gotta catch My ears low-key hurt. I'm sorry. Pokemon, gotta catch them. It's you and me. I know it's my destiny. Pokemon, oh, you're my best friend. In a world we must defend. Pokemon, gotta catch them. My heart's so true. Our courage will pull us through. You teach me and I'll teach you. Pokemon, gotta catch them all. Gotta catch them all. Pokemon. Sorry, missed that one because. (laughs) Delta. Mm -hmm. This is an OG classic, all right? You went bar for bar for the Pokemon theme song, all right? We talked about how it was one of the origins of your stream, something that you started us off with. I got to ask you, all right? You're Mm -hmm. going into the Elite Four, all right? What's your main six? Who are the six Pokemon that you're rocking with to take them on? And I'll give you whichever region you'd like to to go from, all right? Or whatever generation. All right, Sino, go ahead. Name the six. Torterra, Luxray, Staraptor, Garchomp, Houndoom, and... Uh, I will take. Oh, who's my fit or who's my sixth? What did I say? Torterra, Luxray, Star. Oh, Vaporeon. Vaporeon. You okay? You knew this off the top of the dome. How I've did done this... it many times? Many really? times. Yep. How many times have you played the game? Yes. Okay. <laughs> 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 Tell me this, Delta. I, I see here it looks like it's a bit of the, a Nuzlocke challenge, correct? Is, is what's yes. going on here? Very much so. Tell me, okay, this is something I, I absolutely love Nuzlocke, all right? This is a guilty pleasure of mine. This is something that I'll openly go on Twitch and try to find categories-wise, and I don't care, any streamer. It's, it's a weird guilty pleasure that of all the categories, I love this challenge. Can you give me some tips? 
if I'm going to approach a Nuzlocke challenge, what are some things I need to be aware of? What are some things that I need to do? I've never gamed on Twitch. I don't game often offline. What is something I need to be aware of? I- I'm a Gen 1-er, all right? I'm, uh, the last time mm-hmm. I played was like Safari. No, Safari. Oh, my goodness. Um, Sapphire, all right? The OG mm, I Sapphire. I love Sapphire. I do, too. That was, a, that was a game changer for me. But before that was Blue. So tell me now, with, with this new Nuzlocke thing, what is, what is something I should be aware of in terms of, of, of approaching this challenge? Um, number one, if you encounter a legendary or mythical Pokemon, you, you better kill it or just run because you're not going to catch it more than likely. I, I was actually uh, doing just a, like a little soul walk with um, one of my friends. Yeah. And it's just something that we do on the side, actually. And the last time we did it, I think, was last week. We need mm-hmm. to do it again at some point. But um, we kept running into a bunch of legendary and mythical Pokemon. We just wouldn't catch it. So we, it ruined our encounters. Um, so that. Always make sure you have Pokeballs, clearly. Um, if you do run into a Pokemon that is very high encounter rate or catch rate, just Pokemon or Pokeballs everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, don't take that out of context. And number three, <laughs> <laughs> um, I would say always make sure once you catch a Pokemon, check the abilities and the stats to make sure that they're okay to use in battle. Like, case, yeah, case in point, like, um, if you catch like a Vaporeon or not, no, let's go with an Espeon. I'll okay. catch an Espeon, right? Yeah. And yeah, yeah. say you have like maybe random abilities or random uh, stuff on like that, right? Mm-hmm. You got to make sure it has an ability that will help increase its special attack or something because it's a special attacker. It's a psychic uh, type Pokemon. You don't want just like uh, an ability where it's just going to up like special defense or something. It's like you want something to be able to help its special attack where it's going to need it the most or be able to at least you know this take is, on pokemon the best this is such you've blew my mind all right pokemon to me like i never i'm the kind of person that had no moves that affected stats i was purely water you know hydro pump flamethrower ice oh cream. yeah okay why did you say it like that why what, is that, what does that mean what does no, that mean i used to too but then i started getting a bit competitive and i i now use like stat moves because stat moves actually help you know Huge. if you want to yeah if you if you have a move like leer in the beginning of the game you're going to easily defeat your rival way better if you just use it like twice and then boom two tackles easy wow instead I, of just sitting there spamming like five of them i am a fool I am a fool. I don't know. It's kind of like the whole eat your vegetables things. I, you don't believe it until it's, <laughs> it's far too late. How, what, like, what was the fastest time that you've ever done in Nuzlocke? Because it seems like, you know, I didn't recognize that this was a, a big part of who you are in terms of, like, content or even just things, fun things to do offline. Like, uh, what's mm-hmm. the fastest that you've ever accomplished a Nuzlocke challenge? Never. What? Wait, you've never finished one? Nope, I've come very close, but I always get such bad luck. There's been many times I've gotten to the Elite Four, and then shaboom, all my team dies. No, and how long have you been doing this for? Uh, I, me and my friend used to, like, because we used to have laptops and everything. We'd download the emulators and yeah. do a randomizer Nuzlocke, and we do it side by side, like, the entire weekend when we slept over. Okay. So I've been doing this since, I've been doing this since I was, like, maybe even 13, 14. Delta, it needs to happen. 
All right. I know. We I need, know. We need to cut the bullshit. <laughs> we need to cut the BS. And we need to focus in. I know it is a, a, like luck of the draw and all that jazz, but man, that that's heartbreaking. That hurts. Yeah, that and hurts. I'm telling you, I'm just very unlucky when it comes to that kind of stuff. Very unlucky. Okay. When can we expect the next one? Will you ever be streaming that? Uh, well, I'm planning on doing a subathon next month, so okay. very much so, probably then. Okay. So in the month of uh, it's November, we can expect November of 2021 a possible dub before the new year begins. Possible dub, yes. Possible dub. I'm excited. I'm. I'll be there. I'll be there. All right. I want in. I want in. I need to watch this live. But that's all the clips. All right, Delta. That's all the clips. Okay. Nothing to worry about, right? There's just there were a couple I had yeah. in the back pocket that I I just didn't know how to <laughs> conversationally bring up. But uh, I had one where you were talking about catching a frog, and I was like, what the hell is going on here? That was catching from, a frog. It's from what? years ago. It's from years ago, Delta. Uh, this is how deep the, the 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 research goes. All right. It's how deep okay. the research. That being said, uh, you know, as much as I love Twitch, I love Twitter so much too. You know? Oh. What? Is that is that worse than the Twitch clips? Tell me the truth. Is that worse than the Twitch clips? Yeah. Okay. Well, again, <laughs> you're going to have to trust me here, Delta. You're going to have to trust me here for only three tweets. Only three tweets, all right? Only three. Okay. Again. I've tweeted like 10K times. Three yeah. tweets. Okay. Yeah. Again, I think I underestimate my research. <laughs> I have a lot of time on my hands, Delta. I have a lot of time. I feel it. <laughs> this first tweet here was created fairly early. It was May 2nd, 2021 at 7.47 a.m. in the morning. A.m. This was one of your first thoughts. Well, at least if you didn't go to bed, one of the possible first thoughts of the day. And the tweet says this. It says, why do people still give me the title Piss Prince? Uh, uh, what's up? There's, story, there's, there's context. There's context. Okay. I think they I still need do it. it to this day. By the way, they still do it. It's not changed since May. Um, what's a piss prince? <laughs> what's going on here, Delta? Give me the backstory. What's going on here? Okay. A young Deltamation was streaming on the Twitch television, right? Okay. Doing some bed wars and. And some person in chat, we were talking about like stuffed animals. Some person decided to say, I named my stuffed animal Piss. Okay? So, okay. what we do there is very interesting that you named your, your animal Piss. And, now, and then by accident, by accident, this was not on purpose. I said, well, I like Piss. Oh. Oh, by accident, Delta, by accident. It's, it's you. Yes. You know, Freudian slips. Are you familiar with that phrase? Who? Freudian slips are kind of like we say things that subconsciously we are thinking. Like, <laughs> why would the, it's the perfect clip. All you right? got to give me the benefit of the doubt, man. I, Delta, I'm on your team. But, you know, when push comes to shove, there was too much. So so you're telling me, and this was ha this happened how long ago? Like, probably, like, a few days or a week before I tweeted that. So it's been months. And you Many. know, the internet doesn't forget, Delta. What, what, how, do you just accept this name? Is this something you go by now? What... Uh, piss prince is it's just that's a tough that's a tough one can, can i show you something please what are you showing i want you to look in chat real quick okay uh yep 
<laughs> it's an emote? It's what an emote. Is this? <laughs> so explain to me why you agreed to, <laughs> why you leaned into the bit as an emote. Well, somebody suggested, what if this were an emote? And I was like, if you give me enough subs to do something stupid crazy like this, then I will commission somebody to make an emote of this. Sure enough, within five minutes, they hit the sub goal. So, five minutes? Basically. Five to call you their PP Prince? What is this? Piss Prince. I'm sorry. I'm uh, Piss Prince. I don't, I don't, I don't want to. I don't want to. Yeah. Don't mess up my title, okay? <laughs> I could see in your, you have like a gold plaque uh, in the front of your door, all right, Piss Prince. <laughs> it's your way in. What a, what a nickname there, all right? What, what, look, I like that, though. I like that you challenge your community to be like, all right, community, come at me, all right? If you, if you want to, if you're going to come at me with this bit, then you better, you better try to step it up. And clearly Bring your 100. Did. I mean, clearly they did. Clearly they did. did. That's nice. I like that. How long? Uh, guesstimate. All right, Delta. Before we go on to the next uh, tweet here, guesstimate. How long do you think this nickname will last for? Well, by now, I'm a piss prince that lives in a piss palace on a golden throne. So probably at least till next year. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry about that. <laughs> I at least wear it with some pride and dignity. Uh, I, I'm glad you do. Know. I can't sit here and look at this anymore. I can't look at this further. This next, this next tweet, all right, Delta. I got to go on with the second one. This one is very similar. The month of May was a big month for you, apparently, in tweets, because this one was written May 9th, 2021, at 11.32 p.m. All right, 11.32 p.m., and I'll drag it in right now here. It says... Resub to puns for nine months just for him to name our Twitch baby Ballsack. Uh, Delta in <laughs> May was a prime Delta. <laughs> you were on one that month. You were Honestly. on one. A bender there. Tell me about this story. Tell me about uh, what happened here in Puns' community uh, when you popped in with the nine-monther and, and there was a baby clearly named between you two. Tell me what happened. Well, there's a thing that um, that whenever like you're on Twitch and you have somebody resub for nine months, like some people will be like, "Oh my gosh, Twitch baby!" Because that's how long a baby is birthed for, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, I do that just for funsies, you know. <laughs> yeah. So I went to Punz's stream and it was my nine months, and I was like, "Whoa, Twitch baby with the beloved Puns, mm -hmm. my bestie, OMG." Type, 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 puns, what are we named? Twitch baby. And he was in the middle of a Valorant comp game. Didn't think two times about it. And he was just like, he just heard, he didn't say it was, he didn't even see it was my message. He just heard the TTS through the headphones while he was playing. And so he heard, what should we name our baby? And he was like, I don't know, ball sack. <laughs> and, and so until his game was over, I had to sit there with the, the thought on my mind that, this guy that I put my nine months into has just named our baby Ballsack, and he hasn't even addressed me by my name first. So <laughs> that's the story. <laughs> so okay, so you got a baby named Ballsack, no sold either. Clearly, just I could yeah. I could see it too. Because when you know, 
whether it be puns or anyone that's playing Comp Val, you're in you're in the zone. All right, you're trying not yeah, to, to lose rank and any of that. And so you hear that in your ear. What do we name our Twitch baby? And he says, "Ballsack." Tell me what was going through your head when you first heard that in front of the whole community that had to see that live. That now officially your nine monther is called Ballsack. Uh, I sat there and I I just. I was in disbelief. I was like, I'm really sub to this person for nine months just for ball sack. That's great. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, you know what? Let, let's do a similar to, similar to a Tosh.0. Let's do a redemption here. All right? Let's do a redemption here, Delta. What would mm-hmm. you like your, na- your baby to be named between you and puns? If you had to right now, what would you like your nine-month Twitch baby to be named between you and puns? Nutsack. Okay. 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 All right. All right. From the piss prince to nutsack, I feel like there's a theme. There's a theme that goes on here, uh, Delta. I mean, I'm, I'm sensing it here. You are out of body. <laughs> this is a free show right now. <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right. It's on the docket. Hey, I'm gonna look into the camera. Punch your new kid is named Nutsack. That's that. It's canon. I, I don't make the rules. It's just what it is. All right. That is ridiculous. That is absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> all right. That's the, that's the second tweet, all right? That's the second tweet. We got one more. We got okay. one more tweet. And this one is actually more serious, all right? This one, I'm gonna ch- I'm throwing you a curveball, and I'm not here to roast you. I'm here to talk to you uh, person to person about something uh, much more uh, sobering uh, that you, you posted up on, on Twitter. And it's something that... I really respect you for doing. I think it takes a lot of uh, courage and, and, and uh, tenacity to, to be so transparent online uh, with the audience that you have uh, in terms of the masses because that's just something that we don't see oftentimes uh, on, on, in the space of content creation. I think a lot of people want to stay in their lanes and be private, which is totally fine. But to be very bold and public about how you're feeling, uh, your mental state and all of that, is something that I admire when people are willing to talk. And so um, this is a tweet that you wrote September 19th, pretty recently, uh, 2021, at 5.53 p.m. And it says, update, and it is a twit longer. And I'm going to drag this one here. And I'll 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 go straight to the too long, didn't read version here. And it says, I'm mentally and emotionally drained from streaming, and I don't know what I want to do with it. I've been dealing with some repressed imposter syndrome for months now. I've been bottling up emotions. I've been questioning my worth as a content creator, as a friend, and others. I don't want to lose anyone, but I'm too scared to try to open up to someone or talk more. I'm just lost. Delsa, can you tell me what was going through your mind emotionally when you created this post? Not even posting it. But when you were typing all this out, what was going through your head at that at that moment in time, Delta? Um, I I guess one of the main things that I was thinking, like number one, was like, why am I not better? You know, or why can't I be better mm-hmm. at what I'm doing, or like uh, who I am? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that that's I guess like number one thing that I couldn't get off my brain was that like i i just felt like i wasn't you know being the best i could be i felt like i was just 
uh, lost. Yeah. I, I couldn't find a way to figure myself out. Wow. Wow. And how are you feeling now with all this? It's, it's been a couple of weeks since this post has been dropped. Uh, it's fairly fresh. How are you feeling since you've, you've, you've posted this tweet longer? Um, I'm definitely feeling a bit better, honestly. Um, I've started talking to uh, other people uh, more often. Yeah. Um, I think a, a huge reason as to why like emotions like that were being conveyed in me is that um, a lot of time I would just spend alone because I didn't really have anybody to talk to. And so I just would let my thoughts get to get the best of me. Wow. 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 It's, it's amazing how creators, especially streamers, uh, go live to how many people they do. doesn't matter if it's five or 500 um but can still feel so alone and so isolated yeah you mentioned here uh repressed imposter syndrome is it okay if i ask you about this for a moment yeah i, I don't want to press up and any areas and of course feel free to stop me uh, i i i'm sorry i didn't bring that up sooner when when talking about the tweet longer but like no nah, you're good all right um imp- uh, the repressed imposter syndrome comment i think that really spoke out to me that it stood out to me i'm sorry as as a as a comment there on on how your mental state was if i may ask what are what's the imposter part of of what you're doing what do you feel that you're not truly being or that you may be a phony at what what, what do you feel like you're being an imposter at in this space um there a decent portion of it very much comes from the fact that i very early this year, I was exponentially growing as a creator. Mm. Um, and as you can, you know, I, I've grown like a mass following on Twitch, I guess. And yeah, um, a big part of the imposter part about that is that like, you know, I, I try not to focus on numbers at all. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I this was like the first tweet that I had made about numbers or regarding numbers in many months. Yeah. But uh, recently within the past few months leading up to that i had you know been dwindling down and like you know average viewers and all that Mm. and it kind of imposters the imposter part kind of came from like i have this huge following that i grew and for some reason i feel like i'm not doing good enough and i'll see people you know say like you're you're are you're famous or like something like that and it just doesn't feel that way it feels like I've I've gotten this and I was kind of handed it and I feel like I honestly even though I've been working, you know, as hard as I can, uh putting my 100% into everything, it feels like, you know, some of the stuff that I have I don't deserve. What do you mean handed though? I mean, if, if I may clarify for a bit, what do you mean by you were handed this? Uh I I've give I've been given a lot of support by a bunch of amazing people in the community. Yeah. Um and it's it helped me very much grow in uh, the past year, you know. But um, I I feel like I haven't I I don't I want to be able to pay them back in a way. And the the entire like my entire work ethic, um, just in a way, is finding a way to be the best that I can and be able to help others that have helped me. Mm-hmm. And I feel like even now, after like two and a half years almost of streaming and and being given so much stuff by other people to help, to, they helped me. 
I, I feel like I'm not good enough to be able to help them or I'm not able to give them back the same love that they've given me. Yeah. Well, this is what, the reason I ask the, the handed portion is because of this. It's like, while they may support you and whatever that may look like, would that be raids or collaborations and all that, it is also the burden of the streamer to retain. And so, because everyone's their own person. You know, if they don't like the creator, they'll just leave. Or, or if they don't like what's going on or the content, they'll just leave. So clearly, you know, while opportunities were there, you yourself, whether that be your personality, your, your community, your, uh, your content, kept those people around and said, yo, this goes beyond uh, just because one of, another streamer worked with another, but it's because they enjoyed you as an individual and what you create here in this space. That's why I don't, I don't fully, like, I'm, I'm going to challenge you a little bit. Where I'm gonna say, well, I can I agree with you. You were given an opportunity. I think you also need to give yourself a little bit of grace with this because you did a lot of work and you did a lot behind the scenes during stream, before stream, after stream, to make sure that this uh, community and and space that you've created online is something that uh, can can be able to blossom and grow. And so that's that, you know, those are just my words of trying to encourage you in that, that headspace there. I, I do want to ask one more question. Mm-hmm. And it's in regards no longer about content or Twitch, but you mentioned you've been questioning your worth as a friend. What exactly does that mean, questioning your worth as a friend? Um, <clears throat> so as yeah, I ah, personally... I've never really been one to, you know, I guess like reach out or talk much at all. I've a lot of times I'm very silent and I like to just be on the low. I'm not much of a talker. Even to this day, a lot of times I will just, you know, not talk much at all. Yeah. Um. So it's very hard for me to, in in general, just go and try to talk to somebody for like long periods amount of time and um like hold a very long long conversation you know yeah um but i i guess the questioning my worth as a friend comes from i feel like a lot of times because of the way i am and how i and how i try my best to communicate but even you know i just not the best at it mm-hmm. i i feel like i lose some worth as a friendship or in friendships because i'm not doing my best and a lot of times it'll be other people that try to reach out to me first and yeah i i just can't get over it you know yeah i just want to i want to be a good friend i just feel like i'm not able to be one wow wow i appreciate you sharing all that delta that that's some really honest and vulnerable stuff about your life man that's just that's it shows the, you know, behind the lens, behind the overlays, behind the content, the humanity of, of the individual that's like, yo, I'm, I'm hurting. Like from, from a standpoint of uh, my value as a creator where, you know, you, this, this catastrophic rise so quickly is all happening and yet, you know, the rise isn't continuing or maybe it's plateauing or maybe it's even declined to some degree. And you're just like, well, what now? You know, I'm, I'm, I, you know while we can all say that, the numbers don't fully 
throw our value into all this, which is true, it's hard to take it away too. It's hard to fully detach ourselves from that. And then on top of that, you're also talking about your value as a friend, which is even more personal. That goes beyond the internet and, and more into your soul of who you are as a human. That's a lot. That's a lot you're bearing. And, and like the fact that, and I, you know, sadly, I, I, we couldn't read the whole tweet longer here live, but I read that before stream and it was powerful. It showed, it showed the, the truth behind just worries and insecurities. And I'm, uh, first and foremost, again, I want to say, like, I'm, I'm proud of you for saying that and for acknowledging that, hey, these are my, my shortcomings. This is where I feel bad. This is why I'm not feeling so well or maybe not myself right now. Um, and that's a season of life and, and that you're going to work on that or, or that's just something you needed to put out there so that you know you're not alone in these things that you're, you're struggling with. Um, but, I, but I implore you, man. It's, it's the seasons of, of whether it be life or content. And, and I would not put your, con, uh, your, your, your value. And I know that's so freaking cliche, but uh, you're bigger than, than all that. You're bigger than all this, you know? Content is content. It's cool that we get to go on Twitch and people, you know, hang out with us and, and all that jazz. But um, seeing you seeing you type that, I could I could the, the emotion was visceral reading it, and it was so potent. And I I just saw that it, it was a different type of twit longer for me. I've seen a lot of twit longers, but this one really it, it hit home, and that's why I wanted to share this moment with you and and empower you and say you know. All, all aside, all, all interview stuff aside and all jokes aside that we just shared, like, I think you're doing something really special here. I know I usually say that for the end of the show. Um, I think you're doing something really special in terms of Twitch, in terms of your personal life. At the very least, you're able to, to acknowledge where, hey, maybe th these are some areas that I want to work on personally and keep yourself accountable maybe for those, uh, those areas. Um, but thank you so much for sharing that, Delta. I appreciate that. Mm -hmm. Um, we're going to transition here to a, a couple introspective questions about your time here on Twitch, and then we'll talk about your life story, all right? All righty. So the first question I have here is, Delta, what have you learned about yourself through streaming? What have you learned about yourself as an individual or as a creator, whatever it may be, through streaming? Um, <clears throat> well, I guess one thing that I could say that I've learned as like my time during content creation mm -hmm. um, is that uh, I guess I, I came out like around June or so of this month as a demi boy. Okay, and and for those that are watching that aren't familiar with the te terminology, exactly what is that? Um, that would be that I myself like um, am a male, but I don't really think that socially or mentally or anything like that that i am fully 100 percent a male or i would identify 100 percent as a male it's okay. kind of under the non-binary spectrum ah i see and and tell me how was that moment for you when you presented that publicly to your stream in the summer of 2021 uh i mean i i was pretty happy about it because uh the monthly like the months before that i had been like thinking like about it you know i had been trying to figure out like more about myself and um i guess just trying to get my emotions and my feelings in check and be like hey what how this is how i feel and 
this is I'm trying to explain how I feel and I just don't know how to do it. So um, I finally was able to find the term and, you know, it it fit perfectly with what I was feeling. That's awesome. I'm happy for you. And and what advice would you give to any creator? Let's go stick with creators specifically in this space that might want to uh, come forward with that kind of, it's very personal information. It's very, you know, it's about you and your life and, and your identity. What advice would you give to those that, that maybe want to do the same thing and, and, and present this to not just the community, but to the world? Um, I would just say, uh, make, make sure you have people around you that will support you. Don't try and surround yourself with people that you know wouldn't support you in that decision or wouldn't support you if you did become or if you did find out that you were, you know, some sort of way, no matter if it's who you love or how you identify or anything. Make sure you have like a strong support system around you that will be there for you and help you out and make sure and reassure you that you you know that your feelings are valid and everything. Um, And as well as obviously like try try to ignore all the people that will that'll be like hating on you or mm. try to tell you that you're wrong or all that it's your it's your person it's yourself so don't let somebody try and tell dictate who you are yeah. you, you are yourself and you should be happy and proud of who you are you know it's it's really interesting i saw a quote on twitter uh that said uh a big portion of being a content creator is you're constantly defining yourself. You know, you're constantly going live or going on YouTube and you're defining yourself. You're defining what you're doing. You're defining who you are. Where the rest of the world, especially those that are casual viewers, are trying to define you. Mm -hmm. And there's something so powerful about that where it's a constant battle of miscommunication, I would say, or communication in general, actually. Let's go with that. Where it's like, no, this is what's going on in my life. This is who I am. And the other side's like, nah, this is, or I'm not interested, or ah, is this and that. So I, I love the fact that, that you, you've taken initiative and you said, no, this is who I am. Um, you know, uh, you, you've created a community that hopefully is, 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 you know, welcoming of that and, you know, supportive of that. And, and, and it was something that, Tell me about that. Tell me about the reaction of those that that saw that live. How did it feel uh, telling your, uh, your your community about being a? Is it Demi Boy correct? Yeah, Demi Boy correct. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, it was it was nice. I mean, it didn't it didn't really happen on Twitch. I just posted like a, a tweet about it, and then I I talked about it more in depth, like the next stream. Mm-hmm. Um. But in in general, everybody was super welcoming and amazing, and I'm I'm, I'm very happy because honestly even before then like many like months and even since i ever started twitch honestly yeah i had been trying my 100 percent best to make sure that my community has always been a safe place for you know lgbtq plus community or uh people of that community mm-hmm. um so being able to see that i have made a community that that's been effective in and i've been able to grow people to be more a bit, I guess, understanding, or I've been able to uh, get a community that knows what's happening and can help out with supporting, and not only with me, but other people that do the same exact thing that are coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, I it was just very heartwarming, and I honestly cried. Mm-hmm. 
I'm happy. I'm happy for you, though. I'm happy that that you're able to to you know embrace uh, the the identity and found something that fit perfectly in how you were feeling and what you saw there. Uh, let me ask this, Delta. All right, mm-hmm. how would you describe your streaming style? How would you describe your streaming style to me? If someone, especially for those that have never seen you before, how would you describe it to them? Um. I guess my streaming style is kind of just a more laid back one. I don't try and do anything crazy all the time. And Mm -hmm. I don't try to, you know, go all the way above and beyond. I I just try to create a a place where I'm able to just play games and talk to the chat. And I, I just try to make sure that everybody feels nice and comfortable where they're at. I, you know, I have like zero tolerance on any like homophobia, racism, and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just try to make sure that whoever comes in, whether they're new or old, is going to have a good time, regardless. Yeah, I remember there was one stream. I don't know if this is your regular schedule, but you went live at like four a.m. my time. <laughs> no, like, yeah, <laughs> you're usually that. You're you're an early streamer, or yeah, I guess you classify very as early as streamer. Yeah. And I decided to pop in, and I, I didn't want to type anything. I just wanted to watch you. And 100%, it was so, from the music to your voice to even the gameplay, it was just, it was cozy. It was nice. It was just like, a, oh, I could definitely, like, I could, it felt like a hangout. It felt like when you 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 go to your, your homie's house, and you're just like, oh, okay, they're all just kind of, they don't even lock the door. Like, you just open the door, and you welcome yourself in, and they're all mm-hmm. just playing games or whatever, and you're just like, oh, here I am, like. There's no introductions. There's nothing formal and whatever. It's just, all right, here we are, and like, let's hang out, let's play, and like, catch me up yeah. on life. I love that. And, and there's, there's, um, a lot of it comes from just, I guess, how I act in real life as well. There's a certain word. Oh, I just found it. Um, it's called midding. M I D D I N G. What's that? Um, the definition is feeling the tranquil pleasure of being near a gathering but not quite in it, hovering on the perimeter of a campfire, chatting outside a party while others dance inside, resting your head on the backseat of a car while listening to your friends chatting up front. It, that is I, spot on. That is something I feel like 100%. I've been. I've. That's the kind of feeling that I get a lot of times for ever since I was young and. It's it's something that I'm happy with. I'm able to enjoy because I don't like being, you know, in giant, large groups of people, like right mm-hmm. stuck in the middle. Mm-hmm. Um, I just like to be kind of on the outskirts, like, you know, with a smaller group uh, and just hanging out and vibing. And I feel like that's rubbed off on my stream a lot is because, you know, there will be a lot of lurkers or something yeah. that are just kind of there just listening to it. And that's basically what it is, is they're mitting. They're like, they're just sitting on the outside, just listening and just enjoying their time by just mm-hmm. vibing. You've personified that word beautifully. Like, I, 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 the second you started describing, I was like, yep, that's exactly what it feels like going over to your stream. And just, especially if you, you're not one that's fully ingrained or you don't know the inside jokes or any of that jo- jazz, it's just like, oh, cool. Like, I don't know. There's something just, it's nice. It was comforting. <laughs> it, was, it was, it was like therapeutic. Uh, yeah. Just being there. Nice. Um, Delta, if I asked your community who you are and I had no idea prior, what do you think they would say to me? And give me both the troll answer and the honest answer. All right. Uh, I know they, they tend to give both. Every community likes to give both. <laughs> um, 
I I don't I don't know. I guess I I know number one answer would probably be like some a Minecraft streamer, an LGBTQ plus Minecraft streamer. Okay, you know, yeah, because I feel like um, when some people do think a lot about uh, streamers, I guess in general, or at least Minecraft streamers right now, um, a lot of times there will be you know streamers that are a part of the LGBTQ plus community, and whenever something comes up on Twitter or something like that. They'll they'll usually like mention me or something like Delta's an LGBTQ plus streamer and mm. they're so you know they're very inclusive and accepting and and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, that's usually at least what I see because I look at my indirect sometimes. So okay, okay. <laughs> all right. But all right. um, mm-hmm. troll answer. I don't know if there is a troll answer. Honestly, I I feel like I feel like my community is a little too wholesome to do a troll answer. Yeah. So. Piss Prince is just that's okay. That's that's like an inside joke, more or less. Honestly, I mean, okay. I would be surprised if somebody like troll answered would be like, "Oh, he's the piss prince" or something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wouldn't, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised, but mm-hmm. I don't think there's been a case yet where it's been like that. It's usually the the latter mentioned one. Okay, okay. I like that. Let's flip the script, though. All right. How would you okay. describe your community to me if I showed up, Delta, and I said, "Yo." Tell me about these these wonderful uh, usernames that are surrounding my own in the chat. What would you say of your community to me? I would say that my community is probably, and I'm not trying to brag or anything, mm. um, but they're probably one of the most accepting, inclusive, and understanding communities out of all of them. I, I think that they are great people in there. There are so many helpful and kind people um, that try and be there for people in their lowest of lows, even though they hardly know them. They'll just help with, try to help them with their problems. They'll always be super, super accepting and validating of people who are new in the community and are seeking some sort of validation because, you know, there's people out there that they don't have a place to, to talk about their true feelings and they don't have a place where they can be themselves. And, the moment that they start opening up and being themselves and in this community, my community is always behind them and always there to help lift them up. So. I like that. And you know, I, I think the community is a reflection of the streamer. So I think you've done a wonderful job in, in allowing for this space to exist. And so whether you are an OG day one person or someone that just popped in for the very first time, you're able to to sense that immediately, and and I've I've reckon, I, I've noticed that uh, while I was lurking that same stream and just watching, just seeing the the overwhelming uh, love and support for one another, it's really cool. It's really cool what you've created. Uh, I'm gonna ask you one last question here as a little bit of a bonus question. How has your community helped you in a way that they aren't aware of? How has your community helped you in a way that they are not aware of? <clears throat> Um, I would say that they have helped me through a lot of mental struggles and battles. Mm. I, I, everybody goes through stuff in life and obviously everybody has their own personal stuff that they go through as well. Yeah. Um, there, there's been a few times where I have gone through something like IRL and mm-hmm. I'm, I just, you know, don't have anything to do and i'm really just on the verge of like having a breakdown or something like literally crying myself to sleep and stuff um but there have been times like that where instead of just 
continuing to be alone, I just hit the go live button and I'm able to, you know, I'm able to have fun stream, try and get it off my mind. And there's so many people in there that are loving and accepting and, and get my mind off it. I'm able to just have fun in a time where I need to like relax. So I, (laughs) we always talk about that, you know, Delta, we always talk about as streamers, we could see, you know, it's similar when you say you look at your indirects, you're able to see all the kind things that people are saying. Also, sometimes not so kind, but we focus, hopefully we're focusing <laughs> on the kind things that your community is saying. But very rarely do we get to lift the veil and say, hey, this is actually what you're doing for me behind the scenes. You know, I'm, you're able mm-hmm. to go live. I, I love that mentality that you're able to go live even on the shittiest of days and just say, you know what? I'm going to hang out with my friends. This is not me trying to put on the show. This is not me trying to do anything else. It's just me trying to take my head away from from a negative space and surround myself with people I know uh, that 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 love me and 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 want to support me. That's so mm-hmm. cool. That is. And, so- and there's been many times on the streams where I, where I will say, like towards the end when I'm about to end, I'll always some or not always, you know, like there will be a few times where I've been like you guys don't know how much you've helped me like not just today but in the long run you guys have literally been just the kindest people and the nicest and i really needed this right now like you guys have helped me Mm. Mm. oh my gosh okay delta i can't i can't be crying this early in the show (laughs) i gotta keep i I got glasses all right i gotta get a whole uh, set to wipe them off if i do it'll be a whole ordeal i'm gonna have to get some windshield wipers on them (laughs) okay buddy okay (laughs) that's i haven't heard a good glasses joke in a while that's well done all right it's it's something you don't hear it enough you don't hear enough people go for the glasses But just like that, Delta, that's the first part of the show. All right? That's easy. Awesome. It's easy. Yeah. It's a cakewalk. I could hear the comfortability, all right? You're already just hanging out. You're you're vibing out. You're sitting back in your chair and just living life. You're talking about your story. Uh, that being said, uh, Delta, I have about two or three bathroom breaks that I install here. Do you need to use the restroom at all? you need any water? Uh, I might go get a drink real quick or go something. Ahead. And we'll switch places. Go ahead. You, you first, Delta. All right. I'll be right back then. All right. All right. And everyone here, thanks so much for watching live here on Twitch. Again, if you have a question for official Delta Live, maybe even something, some words of encouragement or something that you think about the community, anything, whatever it may be, exclamation mark Q into the chat. I'll do this for you. All right. This one's the first one's on the house. All right. Exclamation mark Q right there. I'll be reading that at the end of the life stories. All right. After the four segments of life stories, we'll read that all. Uh, as many as we can, I'm sorry, at the end. So make sure you get those in ASAP, all right? ASAP Rocky there. But how are we all doing today? Thanks so much for joining live. Um, means a ton. Holy guacamole. I see them already here. Okay. All right. <laughs> okay. Okay. But what up, Fire? How you doing? How's your day? I'm doing well. You feeling cozy? I got... I. It's weird. The second I... uh. I started talking to Delta like I uh, I was freezing in my room earlier and now I'm just like I'm fired up my the blood flow I think it's the adrenaline uh, we're vibing hell yeah hell yeah 
We're doing well. Okay, Rabbitat. Okay. Hopefully, you guys are, if it's dinner time around your part of the world, you guys are having dinner or breakfast or having a snack, something to drink, something to cozy up. Put on some, uh, I got some wool socks. I got some Costco wool socks on right now. I'm feeling cozy over here, moms. Heck yeah, Remy. Nice, nice. All right. So, you want us to do more glasses jokes? All right, Valing. How about just be nice jokes? All right. <laughs> Is that Chloe Yoli? Oh, my goodness. Oh, wow, the first ever emote. <laughs> I like it still. It's a sick emote, <clears throat> but you don't see it enough. Um, having a good time chilling, hanging out. Heck yeah, Christina. I'm correct. I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you helped. Delta did go off the cozy. Do go off the cozy vibes. I'm sorry. It really does. Uh, honestly, I like even Delta's voice. is just kind of, It's pretty soothing to hear on my end. Oh, there it is. Okay. <laughs> They're listening. They're listening. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Delta, I'm gonna you're gonna tag me out, all right? It's your turn. All right. You gotta entertain the masses while I'll be back in about two minutes, all right? Two minutes time. I got you, I got right. you. Thanks so much. Uncrushable. Can I share? What's the magic word? PB and J. Grape. Magic words, mommy. Alright. Works. I will give you half. Ow. Mommy, sorry. Mom, mommy, sorry. Mom, mommy, sorry. Sorry. Mom, mommy, sorry. Mommy, sorry. Grape is the best one. You're not wrong. Hardcore vouch. Nom, nom, nom. Let me get up with some of that uh, uncrushable that PB and J pause because it was specifically okay. Branch. Oh my god. Yum 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 yum. I like that. What emote is that? People not yum 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 yum. I am peeing. I can hear all of this. I Delta, I can. I don't know how. I was like, "What did I leave everyone with here?" I'm nom 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 nom. That voice you do. That voice you came in with. That where is the inspiration for that voice? How did that come to be? That one stood out there. I don't know. There's something about that. There's always, there's always a backstory to where the voice comes from. There's no, you don't just wake up one day and you're just like, oh, this is, nom, nom, nom. like, there's no, there's no, <laughs> there's no way around it. I got, I just wonder, is there, is it through, is it, what inspired that? One last question. What inspired the voice? Um, well, I just do a lot of weird things with my voice. I've always wanted to be a voice actor, so I guess a lot a lot of times I just play around with my voice and try to see what other like 
impressions or things I could do with it. And yeah. one of those was that. So I like that. I like that. Same. I agree with the whole like just yeah, different characters, different ways to use your voice. I like it. Mm-hmm. I like it. it makes me laugh there. But uh, that being said, we're going to move into the heart of the show. All right. And this is the life stories. Now, before we get started, I'd like to say live to yourself as well as to all those that are watching on Twitch and in the future on YouTube or listening on Spotify. This. All right. Any individual that's willing to share their life story, all right, whether that be with me here or to anyone, uh, should be honored and respected. Uh, it is a very vulnerable point, and I want to make sure that I am respecting not just the story, but boundaries of that. Um, the thing is this, you know, it's kind of my job. I'm, I'm going to do my best to ask questions, to clarify uh, storylines as clearly as possible. Uh, but if I ever ask a question or get to a topic that is too personal or is something you don't even want to talk about, uh, feel free to give me a non-answer. Feel free to tell me to move on. Feel free that it just doesn't make you comfortable um, to tell me it doesn't make you comfortable. I'm sorry. Um, and and we will continue forward. There's no oh, strings sure. attached. Yeah. It's, 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 this is your part of the show. You have complete control of this. All right. I'm just here to facilitate. Um, that being said, I'll ask you the first question. We're going to, well, we're going to talk about uh, your family life and your upbringing. Um, mm-hmm. And the first question is always, after giving that speech, is always the hardest one to ask. But uh, Delta, uh, if you can give us a, a city, state, general location, uh, where were you born or raised? You know what? Mm-hmm. This, this is going to be like the first time I've ever said it. Because now I live in a new city. Okay. So I don't, and it's a, it was a small city that I used to live in, but decent sized population. You know, like I think somewhere around like ten to thirty thousand. Mm-hmm. So decent size. Um, I grew up in a small city called Winchester, Virginia. Yo, okay, nice Winchester, Virginia. That's where that's that's where it begins. There. Uh, any family? Uh, any siblings? Delta. Uno sibling. Ooh, older, younger. One year younger. Just one year. So you're the, the, the oldest in the family right there. You're the, the, the head between the two of you. How, yep. Tell me, what, what was the di- di- I'm sorry, dynamic like between you and your sibling? Uh, I guess we, we had a really good dynamic for like quite a few years. Mm. And then around the high school era is when we like started like kind of becoming our own people. Yeah. So we didn't see each other as much. She was very, she's very like uh, extrovert and she loves going out to social gatherings and big parties and stuff, even to this day. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas me, I just like, you know, for the, for the more part, just chilling indoors or hanging out with smaller groups of people. So we, we haven't really, we don't really talk as much anymore because of that. And because she's off in college doing her own thing across the country. Mm-hmm. So. Nice. Um, but another, it's a pretty good dynamic. I mean, we we get in fights, obviously, all siblings do. But I mean, we we always come to a resolve, and we're always able to fix it and, and make amends. Mm-hmm. Were you ever a like protective older sibling? Were you ever someone that always like kind of watched over and was always critiquing, say, "Hey, you got to do this, you got to do that," or? Uh, yeah, of course. Really? Wait, what do you yeah, mean? I, of course. I feel like there's <laughs> there's different types of siblings. What do you mean, yeah, of course. Yeah, I get that, but. I mean, I I feel like it was my job. There, she's my sibling, you know. She's my sister, so mm-hmm. I I feel like it's my job to make sure that I'm looking out for her as much as she's looking out for me. Mm-hmm. And I got to make sure that in life, 
at a lot of times that she's doing good, that she's able to make good decisions and, you know, or at least before we both became adults, you know, how how are you feeling now? I mean, you know, you, like you said, uh, your sister is overseas in college and overseas. Oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) Not overseas. Where at? Across the country. Across, yeah. the, country. She's okay. a, Across the country. Oh, you don't got a location of that, but. Yeah, she's um, just on the East Coast. I'm over here in Texas now. Okay, okay. So over on the East Coast, might as well be overseas at that point, but oh, yeah. over <laughs> across the country, and you don't have that same, you know, you, distance between one another. You're, you don't have that same oversight. How is it now kind of transitioning into this newer phase of life where you it's one thing to be independent, like you said in high school. It's now to be kind of full-grown adults. Mm-hmm. So, what is um, the dynamic now? I mean, I don't, I don't really know. We we haven't talked to each other in a little bit now, yeah. and again, that's just because we're we're pretty much both busy. And mm-hmm. uh, I told you before, I'm not very good at like reaching out to people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, you know, she she's just always busy, always going places and doing things. So she doesn't really extra call that often either yeah so but we're both adults just living our own lives and you know i check in on her every now and then just make sure she's doing good isn't that how it goes you know it's just it's it's crazy how at one point in life it's everything it's because of proximity as well you know you're next to that person you can you can just check in whenever you want but then unannounced one day People just go their separate ways. It's just what it is, and and there's no love loss and there's no disdain. It's just one of those things where yeah, you know, if you, if you're interested, just check in. But mm-hmm. I feel that I feel that. How about how about your parents? Tell me about your relationship with your parents, Delta. Um, my mom, I can tell you, she did not want to give me up when I moved. <laughs> <laughs> she was not ready, and yeah. and even even when I moved for college, even though college was like about. Four four and a half hours away. Mm-hmm. It's a long distance, but it was in state still. It was still in state. Um, yeah, she she literally broke down when I was about to move for my first day of college. Oh. So uh she she's always been super protective of me, no matter what. She's always um I guess I've always been her baby, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And um yeah, I I mean I love her. I love her so much, yeah. obviously. Yeah. And how about your your dad? Um, uh, my, 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 uh, how, what, it's not, what, paternal, no, not paternal. What's the word? Adopted? Uh, yeah, adopted dad. Yeah, yeah. Um, he, uh, he's, he's good. I mean, he's awesome. I mean, he's always been just very more laid back and, uh, relaxed with me. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's, ju- he, he always just tells me how proud of, me that i that he is oh, that's you huge. know that's huge. so yeah it, it's very very happy f- to hear that i've made him proud because um I, I feel like um for the most part at least when it comes to like relationships like that mm-hmm. um i feel like a lot of almost every dad whenever they have a son they just want them to succeed better than they did yeah and true i f- I, I think that's just the number one thing that he uh, season me is that I've succeeded or I guess succeeded already better than he has. Wow. He always tells me that. So, holy, that must feel like uh, when you hear that. How does that make you feel? It, it makes me feel pretty good, but at the same time, it makes me feel kind of bad because I wish I, I wish 
that my dad had it better than than what he had, you know. But at the same time, I feel pretty good, and I feel confident that in the future I'll be able to uh, return all the nice things that he did for me as a kid. Yeah. Well, now you carry that torch, you know. It's you. You get to set the the new marker for the future. Right? Yeah. I like that. Uh, tell me this, all right? You know, what is one life lesson from both your 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 parents there uh, that you hold on to this very day. It's it's something that you carry with you no matter where you go. Maybe you look back upon and you always recall and you try to apply in your life. Tell me a, tell me a life lesson that both of them have, have taught you. Mm. You know what? I can't recall anything, honestly. Hmm. And and it's not anything bad. It's not like they give me bad advice or anything like that. But it's, it's for the reason that like even when I was younger, like in high school, I was very independent and I kind of chose my own path and I was my own person that did what I, you know, what I thought was right. And mm -hmm. my parents still to this day, especially my dad, he always says like, you know, you've always been your own person. You've always made your own decisions and you've always gone your own way, you know, and you, you've always made the right decisions and it's you know, I, I I don't know. It's hard to describe because I, I've gotten lots of good advice from them, obviously, but I, for the, a lot of it, I've just been very independent of myself and I've grown to be my own person ever since I was young, Yeah, I guess. Okay. Okay. So maybe it's the affirmation, it sounds like. The affirmation yeah. that you are your own person and that you are going to make decisions and, and to not, to not, uh uh question yourself uh mm -hmm. there I, I respect that i like that let's uh let's do this here delta all right you know i i've, I've said this time and time again i don't believe myself as a content creator I, I i believe myself as someone that uh creates and captures memories and moments all right that's, yeah that's how i i think of this whole show and everything that i do here on twitch and on youtube so let's do one right here right now all right uh life is always moving forward I mean, you just made that huge leap of going from from Virginia to Texas now, and like you said, it was it was tough for for your ma to, to give you away and say like, oh, okay, you know, you're you're at the launching pad of life, doing whatever you need to do, and 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 on your terms there. But I like to capture this moment here uh, for them. You know, uh, you can always this this vod will be posted on YouTube in a week's time, and you can revisit this. Uh, in a week, in a year, in 10 years, or whatever it may be, as long as YouTube's still standing. But what is something that you would like your family to never forget about you, Delta? No matter where you go in life, no matter you know how far distance between you and Virginia, what is something that your family should never forget about you? I would say... Um, I don't want my family to forget who they are and like how how all the good times that we had I guess I don't want them to forget that no matter how far away we are no matter how much we get distance like relationship wise or anything that at some point we had good times mm -hmm. and at some point we were living our best lives and that I want them to remember those times especially you know like for my mom who like dearly misses me and everything. Mm -hmm. I just want her to be able to look back at the times that we had, you know, when I was a kid 
and remember them and be happy about it. I don't want her to continue to be sad about, you know, me leaving and growing up and stuff. I, I just want, I want them to be happy yeah. and I want them to continue to do their best to uh, continue living themselves to a happy life and a prosperous one. I just want them to be healthy, happy, and living good. Yeah. When I used to work at admissions, the hardest thing I would always watch were parents kind of letting their kids go to college, and especially those that stay in the dorms. And it was always that that tension there because it's like, you know, the the student or their kid always was ready to go and and explore the world explore what that college had to offer this and that but the the parents were always holding on to the last semblances of you know oh they're my baby or you know and and that'll never change but uh, that feeling of like oh, i'm not gonna see them around as much or they're not gonna be here they're growing up um mm-hmm. and it's tough because it's that realization it took me a while to recognize this but you know especially for a supporting family, their children are the, their worlds. They're the 24-7. It's a job that never stops. And mm-hmm. so to go from a job that never stops to a very distant remote job now, it's going to be more phone calls. It's going to be more you know, video calls or whatever, and maybe the holidays. It's, it's a tough adjustment. And, and taking care of oneself and being able to say, all right, now I have all this time. Now I have all this, you know, here I am. What, what now that I'm not constantly checking in with with my 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 kids there so as much as like right now in your life delta you moving to texas is a huge adjustment for your life because it's that's a big move you know i and i assume it's the first time you've lived out of state yeah yeah huge move as an you know as an independent there it's equally as huge for your parents too and especially it sounds like for your mom so oh, yeah I'm, I'm glad that you you said that um, and that you you want to hold on to those good memories and always remember and, and it's not like it's a it's a goodbye but it's like always know that we we've had those moments too and and you know we'll make more in the future uh, yeah in in, in more <laughs> I guess more scarcity but still there's still more yeah. there I like that I appreciate you sharing that Delta I appreciate you sharing that mm-hmm. I got one more thing here all right we talked about everyone else in your family but let's talk about you who was official delta live growing up i'm talking about the the early middle school maybe before high school years what what kind of what kind of teen to preteen were you um delta was a very very how do i put i guess not like class clown but just wanting to make people happy mm-hmm. i no matter what it was i just wanted to be able to make people smile or make people laugh um, and I think a lot of that comes from my biological dad, honestly. Um, when I was about this, this is probably where like my entire true story starts is uh, first a uh, year of middle school. Uh, I was about 12 years old, um, February of 2013. Um, I received the news that my father had passed away mm. and it it was a huge thing for me. I honestly, I, you know, I tried committing suicide that night as well because that my dad was the only person in my life that I felt like truly understood me. 
And he was one of the only people that made me happy because at the time I was in middle school, I was bullied all the time because I was some sort of quote outcast. And even when I went to school afterwards, after my uh, father passed away, I would get remarks. I remember specifically in one class, uh, a kid across the classroom yelled at me that my dad was burning in hell. Um, but you know, through I was very I was bullied through middle school uh, up till high school, um, and my dad passing away. You know, that's kind of where my inspiration for just entertainment came from. Was that he was somebody in my life that I that he he always wanted to see me happy no matter what, and I genuinely felt that I he he no matter what he would do he was very very he struggled a lot he didn't have money at all hardly he was always at friends' places staying there and stuff like that mm-hmm. but no matter what it would, always came to me and my sister no matter what it was he would always somehow make sure that we were happy no matter what when we, whenever we got to see him so um, I think that's a lot of where the my love for content creation and passion for like entertainment comes from is that after he had passed away and after I, you know, attempted my suicide, I and and ultimately failed, obviously. I you know, I thought to myself for a bit and I was like, I wanna do something to make people happy. I wanna be able to show people the happiness that my dad brought me when I was young. And that started out with music and became content creation on like Twitch and YouTube and stuff now. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that's where I feel like everything comes from, and that's this. I feel like where the true start of my journey is is finding that inspiration out of out of uh, my dad passing away, and then you know trying to take my life. Gave I found purpose in life, and I found what I truly. Think I'm meant for is to make people happy through a means of some sort of entertainment or something. I want to be able to make people smile. Yeah. Firstly, I, I'm sorry for your loss there, uh, Delta. That's, that's it, it's fine. Yeah. I it's it it's a part of life. It it's unfortunate, but uh, it's been I think what now like eight years, almost nine next year. So. Mm-hmm. Slowly over time, I've been able to heal, but obviously it's a wound that'll never heal. It's a scar that's in in me and in my life for until I die. Yeah, but I think I think that I've I'm able to continue going on telling the story. Honestly, is able to help me not only reconcile but show people that no matter what you lose or what might happen, you're always able to find something that you can love or that. And find purpose. And I and I love that. I love that you you found that outlook. You found uh, a bit of inspiration in your own personal life through such a tragedy. Uh, let me ask this: You mentioned that much of your early life during that time, especially. I mean, you're getting bullied, and then this thing happens in your family, and you're getting bullied for that, which is completely. It's disgusting. It's 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 way too far. It's it's unwarranted. But you're telling me your calling here, uh, what you feel called to to be inspired, is to entertain and make those laugh. How are you able to fight through those tears for the sake of entertainment? How are you able to 
say that while the world may still spit some venom at you, some hate, you're still able to uh, rise above that for the sake of entertainment. I I don't know. It's just something I love. It's just something I've always been passionate about. I've always just had a love to make people smile. And I'm going to do that until the day I die because I personally feel that this is what my calling in life is and that no matter who may try and stop me from it, no matter who may think I'm wrong for doing it, I I believe what I believe and I'm just not going to stop. And I'm not hurting anybody either. So it's it's really just, you know. It's their purpose. Yeah. Yeah, I feel that. Holy I appreciate you sharing that, man. That was that's I'm sorry, uh, Delta, and and it that's huge, and and I think that really shed some light on on the core of what you do here, and and why you press that go live, and why entertaining and 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 creating a community that is one that is that thrives with you know positivity and acceptance is what goes on in in your space of the internet, and um, again. Sadly, it came through uh, a difficult time in your life, but um, I'm sure if your 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 dad was able to see what you're able what you've been doing, uh, he too would be proud of of it all. And and man, that's I I'm I I know that it's not my apology to give, but I am I am sorry that people are so excuse my language so fucking disgusting to to drag you. Um, Especially when you're down already. That's not right. That's, that's, I don't get it. But that is, um, that is the reality of, of, of evils in this world and in life. But I'm, I'm glad that you are here with us today, um, being able to share that all. So thank you. Um, Delta, we're going to move on to the second, uh, segment in life story. All right. Okay. It is, I, you know, it's the least sexiest of title-wise. It was called education. But <laughs> we're going to talk about your time in high school and, and, okay. and post-high school, all right? So yeah. uh, with this section here, um, I'm sure everyone here is familiar with stereotypes. You know, cliques and all those those groups in high school, which sadly are, are yeah, kind of true. You know, you have the jocks, the, the, the geese, the dorks, the anime people, whatever, emo smokers, whatever you want to call them. In high school, Delta, what clique or what stereotype would you classify yourself in and why? Um, up until senior year, none. Yeah. I, I, um... I didn't have any true friends until senior year of high school. And I, I said before that I was labeled as a quote outcast for a long time. And I think, I think it really did show in high school as well that I didn't have a true core friend group or anything that I hung out with um, until senior year. Mm-hmm. Um, I, till that point, I only had like two friends that didn't know each other or, didn't hang out with each other you know they weren't because mm-hmm. one of them went to a different school and then one of them was a grade above me um so i those are two people that i hang, hung out with outside of school but i never really had a click i never really had like 
a specific group that I fit in with in high school the entire time. So you, you say that you were labeled as this outcast. <clears throat> I'm sorry. Oh, do you remember what uh, the reasoning for their labeling was? Do you remember why they were doing uh, I, pushing you away? I think it, it it stemmed from I think in middle school. I I'm a short guy, obviously. So like obviously, when it came to like growing, I was the short one. So mm -hmm. easy to pick on me because I'm short. Okay. But when it came to high school, like freshman year is when I like was feeling more comfortable with myself and. That was when I started presenting myself more as like, I guess, more flamboyant. Mm. And because, you know, at the time I identified as gay mm. because I didn't know how many different like sexualities and stuff there were in the LGBTQ community. Yeah. Um, so I just identified as gay and, uh, and I acted, I, I'm not proud of it. Um, I was like 14 or 15 or something. I think 14. Freshman year of high school, I started acting a lot differently than I usually would. Mm. You know, I would put on kind of like a persona. Yeah. Okay. Um, um, but I guess I was in that way, I would be like kind of an outcast because, you know, I was literally one of like two openly gay people in the school at the time. Mm. There was only like one other person. Um, and then. The rest of high school, I've, I dropped that facade after ninth grade because I realized like I shouldn't do this. And the rest of it, I just, I don't know. I guess nobody really tried to hang out with me or try to talk to me or get to know me for the most part. I just kind of went to class. Um, I'd crack a bunch of jokes every now and then, and that'd be it. Okay. So going from there, you said that in your senior year, is when you actually had a friend group. How did that transpire? It, well, you know what study hall is, right? Yeah. Um, during during study hall, we had this one one of the coolest teachers ever. She is great and amazing. Shout out Miss P. Um, she was great. Um, and and she was so kind. She was like a second mom, basically at mm -hmm. school. Mm -hmm. And. One one thing that she would l allow students to do if, like, you know, we were good for her, you know, which most people were, but mm -hmm. um, is that during, like, lunch or study hall, you could just go to her room and just relax and chill because, you know, she, she doesn't do anything. She would only just sit there and she'd talk to some of the students if they wanted to talk. She would do some work on the computer and all that. Um, but... I remember senior year, um, I actually started going there like towards somewhat the beginning of the year. Yeah. And there were the same cast of characters that would always show up and be there. And that's because they were already had their little they already had their little friend group going on. Yeah. So, you know, I just kinda started going there just because I didn't want to go to lunch. I didn't have any like friends or anything in lunch that I could sit down next to and be like, I'm gonna sit down next to you like every day basically um so going to that classroom and talking to those people like you know over time i started growing more comfortable with them and we started i started finding out that they had similar interests and i we started creating like different crazy things like at one point we wanted to create a movie like we were hell-bent mm. on creating like a whole movie like with a whole universe and we were planning out these like different movies that would intertwine with each other kind of like the mcu 
Okay. We were yeah. trying to do something like that. Um, so, so these guys really became my, my true friends. And I wouldn't say it's even like a click or anything like that. Cause we were just kind of like a normal group of friends, just like a bunch of people hanging out. And I still talk to them to this day. We even watch anime together every now and then. That's awesome. That's awesome. I'm glad. See, uh, it, it is one of those things where it's like, uh, yeah, screw the rest. Screw the, you know, the people that, that don't fuck with you. But I'm glad that at least of the four years, one of them, you were able to find a crew that, that you felt comfortable with and were able to share some commonalities there. Oh, my God. Yeah, I can't even tell you, like... One specific day that I remember that sticks in my head for forever mm. uh, because it was such a good day and it, it made me realize like these these guys are really good friends and I enjoy hanging out with them yeah. a lot. Um, towards the end of school, uh, we were about to graduate. It was a few days before then. Um, school had just let out and we all went to the parking lot. Um, it was like I think me and like five other people and that are a part of our friend group, we, we all just started like pulling footballs and Frisbees out of our cars and just like throwing them around the parking lot while blasting the new Tyler, the creator album, uh, and somebody's <laughs> speakers. Yeah. And I, I literally associate, uh, Igor now with the summer of, or yeah, summer of 2019, because that album just dropped before we graduated we had it playing in the speakers all the time. We were listening to it together all the time. And I, it just, every time I listen to that album now or any song from it, I just always think of the great memories of us just hanging out and having fun. Yeah. So I love that. I love that a ton. That's sick. That's sick. Uh, I gotta, I gotta ask the layups. I gotta ask the layup questions of your okay. time in high school, or of course. What was the subject? What was your subject? Your go to? All right. History. 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 I was so? a history nerd. I love history. Well, at least until senior year. Yeah. Again, senior year was my favorite year of all. Okay. Um, prior to senior year, I kept signing up for the theater program and couldn't get in because it would fill up too quickly. Hmm. Senior year came around, got into the theater, and that became my favorite. Hell yeah. Okay. And I I'll tell you what, I was the all-star. And I'm not trying to brag or anything, but I was the all-star. I was literally like the quick come up first play. We only did like three plays, right? Three yeah. plays for the entire year. Yeah. First play. I was just a side character, you know, just a little side character that had some know. narration, some dialogue and stuff. Mm -hmm. Second play. Everybody started realizing that I'm pretty good at this. I literally memorized three different roles for this play because I was supposed mm -hmm. to be a side character. But then one of the kids in my class in that class started not showing up to not showing up to classes a lot um didn't take the practices seriously mm -hmm. and so one day randomly whenever he wasn't there you know i started reading the lines from my from memory to like fill in the role and then my teacher was like do you just want to be this role and i was like i'm down for it yeah and so i got that role the other guy took my old role and so i was kind of like a, a supporting character then i was like okay. so that was a thing and then more and more I, again i start i would learn like the entire play almost front to back and i was just so into it i would do some like i would just put my heart into it i'd be jumping around i'd be trying to do all the crazy emotions and put so much emotion in my voice landed the main role 
year. What a One turnover. Year. Yeah, and, and my, my teacher loved me. And especially because of the fact that right after theater, I had English with that same teacher. Mm-hmm. So, like, I got to spend a lot of time with her. I got to, like, work on stuff and, like, talk about different things. Like, this is how this uh, should work in the play. Or um, this this person might need to work on this, but this person's perfect. And then setting and stuff like that. I would help her... Um, even during class time, during English, mm-hmm. she would have me make runs from the theater to the classroom. Like, uh, can you go get this? Or can you work on this in the theater real quick? And, mm-hmm. and I would do it. I, I became like some, like I just made a name for myself in that class. And Holy. Okay. What was your, what was your favorite part? What was the part that, that you, you resonated most with in, in terms of the theater program in high school? Uh, part as in like, uh, in general, or like yeah. partisan, like the part I played in the place. In general, but you can go in general. Both. Yeah, I think the part that I resonated with the most was that, and I feel like this is cliche or kind of, I guess, stereotypical of like every single drama or theater class. But like, okay, okay. it's such a diverse group of people, and you have mm-hmm. people of all walks of life in there. You know, mm-hmm. you have the people that are like they're. They're like I, I don't know. There's there's no way to even describe it. It's just very diverse. There's so many different people in there that, and, and it, it was really nice because I got to talk to so many different people, meet new friends, and I I just felt like home, kind of in that class. It was just fun. I got to be myself. Mm-hmm. And as for part, what was the part that you enjoyed most, and why? Um, probably in my last play. Um. Oh wait, are you are we talking about that now or? Yes. Okay. Uh, in my last play that we did, which is where I got one of the main roles, um, the play was all about like these girls are having a sleepover. It was like an interpretation of like some other play. Mm-hmm. Um, these girls are having a sleepover, and then there's apparently like monsters and stuff that are created out of the fears of them, and then they're supposed to be coming over those fears. You know, like there is one kid that played like. A, a monster of darkness and shadow because some, one of the girls was like afraid of the the dark and there's another two characters that were like together that played thunder and lightning because another one of them was scared of thunder and lightning and storms okay um but i played the role of a character i think his name was uh snuffles and he was the main monster under the bed and he comes out and he was like Oh, I, I'm so sad because I don't get to come out anymore and play and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And and he had a huge case of the sniffles too. So I got to do these giant like ah shoo, and yeah. it would reverberate throughout the auditorium. Um, and you know, at the end of the play, it comes to find out that like the little sister who's hosting the party, her big sister was the one that the the monster used to you know come out and play with and stuff like that. And that's why she didn't she didn't just imagine it, you know, it was it was real. And all the stories that she told her little sister were about that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So and, and the best part about all that, too, was that, like, uh, this was a play that all the elementary schools from the area would come to see. Mm-hmm. I remember because my the school is old. It was built in like the 80s or whatever. So when I was in elementary school back in like 2005 or something, I went to the school actually to see the play my to one of the plays myself. I remember it was like Harry the Dirty Dog or something. So to to be like 
I went to see high schoolers perform a play for the elementary schoolers back then. And I'm now doing the same thing for elementary schoolers of this generation is like, it's like a full cycle. Yeah. yeah. So it was, it was pretty cool. That's dope. I love that. I love that a ton. I got a, There's a special place in my heart for theater. There's something I that, love theater so much. I, I used to live with a theater major. He would take me out to all of his his gigs, and it was just it was so sick. It was such a dope. Like from from the production value to just the the behind the scenes uh, commitment of memorizing your lines, executing those lines, all the the work behind it is is huge. I could see you know after watching that Constitution clip where you were able to just memorize that, I could see where you'd be a huge asset in that world of of theater of just being able to know <laughs> your lines and then just execute them. Also, Snuffles was it? Snuffles was the character. Something like that, yeah. Snuff- Way too adorable of a name to be threatening. All right, <laughs> was, no, that's, yeah, that's, I that's, mean that's the cutest the, name for someone he, terrifying. Yeah, very much so. He, he wasn't supposed. I don't think he was supposed to be like a monster out of fear. I think he was just supposed to be a monster, just like in general. I see. I see. Okay. But he play. he was like just stuck under the bed. Mm-hmm. So I like it. I like it. Delta, tell me this. All right, I'm gonna ask you. It's story time again. All right, it's story time. Okay. Again. I'm gonna ask you to give us a memory, whether it be a good one. One that you look fondly upon, you look back and you're like, damn, this happened and I'm proud of it or I'm happy that it happened or it's something you just, you cherish. Or give us a, a tough memory, a memory that uh, you had to go through that was like, yo, you know, this is a lot of, it was, this was hell back then, but it's made me into a better person. It was a life lesson that I needed to experience for for this, you know, goodness to come out of it. What, uh, can you give me a story of your time in high school, whether it be good or bad, that falls under that category? Mm. Ooh, ah, now you see the problem here is that there's quite a few stories that I could tell, but I also want to save them for a different day when I can tell them like on a YouTube video because I'm doing Bed Wars commentary stuff right now. Mm-hmm. So like I'm tell I, I like to tell some of those stories on there. Like there's a story that I just recorded and um I'm getting edited right now. Okay. Uh, that I haven't told on stream or anything like that. It's a funny one. Um, I think it's hilarious because I haven't told anybody. It's like it's like actually the first time that I've told anybody in general at all. Mm. So, but we're saying um, that. yeah. I'm trying right. to think of a story that I could tell now yeah. that I don't want to save for later. <laughs> huh. Um. I guess you you said like a fond memory or something, right? Yeah. Fun memory works too. Oh, I know. I got it. I DJ'd a high school dance. What? Yeah, I DJ'd twice uh, for high, for the high school. Tell me how you got the gig. What was the gig? And then tell me the the, the playlist. What were some of the bangers that you were putting on during these these high school dances? Um, winter 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 dance. I don't know if it, what it was called. It was like a winter dance though that okay. they started doing. Um, and I, I don't know how I got the gig. I think they were just talk or some, I heard somebody talking to me about it. They were like, we're still trying to get a DJ for it. Cause it was, this was a new thing. This is like, this hadn't happened before in high in our high school. There was no winter dances as far as we knew. So when they were trying to get one, they needed a DJ and they didn't know anybody at the time and they just couldn't hire a DJ, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, but then they knew me and I was like, I can DJ it. And they're like, would you want to? And I'd be like, 
sure, I guess, <laughs> yeah. you know? And so, yeah, that, that's kind of how it went. I mean, I went there and I did a mix of like a bunch of popular rap songs at the time with like some EDM remixes and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And it was a pretty enjoyable time. I mean, the the students loved it. I, I knew I know the, the teachers didn't like it because there were a bunch <laughs> of old geezers that liked country music that and then. There's a whole thing like the second dance I did or not dance. It was like a it was like a social thing. Yeah, sure. Um, For seniors um, in our school, what they do is they'll have like a a pool night or whatever. Right. Where all the all the students like come to the pool that we have because it's like an outdoor pool for the most part. It's mostly a public pool. For yeah. the most part, but they close it down for the seniors to have a senior night kind of thing. Uh, I see. Um, and uh, be- the year before I was a senior, so like junior year, they asked me to DJ because they needed a DJ. Mm-hmm. And so I went there and I started doing my thing. I started, it was, I was doing my thing like the whole, the, some of the popular rap stuff with like the electronic stuff because that's what the students like, right? And some old geezer, again, this old guy that was a teacher there. He's like, all right, after this song, why don't you give it a rest? I'll I'll put some music on my phone. And I was like, what? You asked me to do this. Like, okay. what the fuck? What? Pardon yeah. my language. No. What are you please. like? Why are you doing this? You know? And and didn't get a response on that one. So I, I literally unplugged my stuff and he plugged in his phone, started playing some country music. And I was pissed. I tell I to waste my time going there playing a set for like an hour when I was mm. it was supposed to be like a two or three hour long thing. Yeah. To have me unplug my stuff after like a full hour. Only? And yeah, and then and then just put on country music on Spotify on your phone. Yeah. <laughs> <And they> like <laughs> that it was, it was the funny thing, it was the guy who asked me to do it. Oh. And he had seen me previously like that just that winter do the winter dance too probably got so, some heat from the faculty though like maybe i don't know that's ridiculous I, I, no the, the faculty probably honestly were happy because they were like oh country music i love it baby put yeah. on some kenny chesney play me that one my old tractor take a bar right <laughs> on my beat you know and <laughs> like i i talked to this I, <laughs> I talked to some of the students about it and they're like dude that was just like unfair and i was like i know it was unfair it's stupid that so was- <laughs> after that, I did no favors for any of the teachers ever again. I was not doing any favors for any of them, especially that one. <laughs> that one, that one hit the Kate Kona in me. There's a lot of my, like you know, more more country friends that 100. percent I don't really, I don't hate country, but it's it is boring to me. But you singing mm-hmm. that, just you give me some boombox, babe. Like you just hit it. You you've hit a you struck a chord. What year was it that you were you were DJing back then? I'm trying to think of some music that you you could possibly pl- be playing. Uh, the year I did those dances, let's see, 2018 to 2019 was my senior year. So it would be like 20 early 2018 was my winter dance, and then mid 2018. Well, I was doing like remixes of like the new Migos' songs and stuff mm. like that, playing some of the like electronic stuff and that. I can't believe it was it was and you're saying me telling me this was your first taste at being a DJ correct at the time well not not my first taste of being a DJ I'd done mm. some like DJ stuff at my house like to myself because I wanted to just do mixes and stuff I had like mm. I had I had bought myself like a year or two before like a, a DJ like mixer like oh, $600 okay. DJ mixer you know Damn. okay so 
So like I, w- I was into it and I knew how to do it. I could do it. Mm. But doing dances for my school, you know, you have to get your start somewhere. Yeah, exactly. But when you have those people that are just going to ruin it for you and tell you you're not doing this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. I can't believe that they shut down the function. You- your set was too hot. They had to yeah. bring it down. Honestly. Uh, you know, I can only imagine. Did you get any like? Uh, did your your peers, your classmates, reach out to you and be like, "Man, that was whack. That shit. I can't believe that they they pulled the plug on you." I only talked to a few of the seniors from that uh, from that one because you know they were seniors about to graduate in like the next week. Yeah, I only got to talk to, like a very small few of them, but all of them basically kind of said like, "Why the? Why did you like get unplugged?" And I was like, "I don't know. They just started playing country music, so." <laughs> <laughs> They're playing a wagon wheel for the fiftieth time. There, <laughs> yeah, take the full ride on my baby. Ride me, mama, like a wagon wheel. Oh my gosh, that, okay. I don't want to admit that that's a that's a bar song I've sang before. Don't. That's I had to survive Delta, right? You don't understand. It was survival no. of his. I had. What do you I mean? Get no. it? Oh no, okay. no, I get it because I learned that on guitar, and I still know how to play it on guitar. Um, cause I used to take guitar lessons and that was one of the easiest songs there was. So mm-hmm. I used to sit there and strum and be like, take me for a ride on my big green track. Oh wait, I keep singing the tractor song. Dang. Uh, I it, mean, uh, the heading down south in land the land of the, land pine. of the pines. I'm done my way into North Carolina. Carolina. Yeah. <laughs> the road and pray to God I see headlights. So rock me, mama, like a wagon wheel. Rock me, mama, any way you feel. Hey, mama, rock me. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Rock me, mama, like the wind in the rain. Rock me, mama, like a southbound train. Hey, mama, rock me. Ladies and gentlemen, official Delta Life. <laughs> Thank you. I'll be here all week. <laughs> and now I'm going to get DMCA strike because that was too good. All right. That was too spot on. Uh, clearly, you're out to get me. No, no. I love that. I love that. I love it. Um, but l- l- let me go from there. I love that story. Thanks so much for sharing that. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to take you to your final, your final weeks of high school, all right? Or your final week of high school. And usually okay. during that time, you're, you're saying goodbyes, you're doing your finals, you're doing your projects. And you're looking at the horizon, you know, you're sending out those uh, invitations for graduation, cap and gown, all that jazz. Uh What was the next step for you, Delta, outside of high school? Was it a four-year community college? Did you travel? Did you work? Did you take a break? And and how did you come to that decision? Um, My next step out of high school was going to a four-year college. Okay. And how, Um, how was that choice made? Uh, beforehand, I wanted to go to, uh, college for music production, right? Okay, yeah. Um, in, in my town that I grew up in and went to school in, there is a private, uh, college that's, like, very, very, um, like, music heavy. There is a huge music program there. Um, if I remember correctly, somebody there said, like, they have... They're one of 12 colleges in the world that uses only Steinway or something like that. And huge theater program as well. Uh, Yada, yada, though. I just wanted to go there for music production uh, beforehand. 
um, went and toured and everything, learned that I have to do a live music like audition if I want to get into a music program. And so little old me, who hadn't taken guitar lessons for now a few years because I dropped them, and I'm just not confident in my voice, I can't really provide anything live music-wise anymore. So I kind of just dropped that. I kind of just dropped that college, and I still kept the music production thing in my mind, but um, I was like looking up online like different colleges that I want to go to with different music production programs, and I set my eyes on Old Dominion University. That's in uh, Norfolk, Virginia. Mm-hmm. And I went down there and actually toured it. Uh, I think, was it, I think it was March or so of senior year. Because I had my choice narrowed down to that one and then George Mason University. Mm, um, yeah. So I went down and toured Old Dominion. Um, loved the environment. It was great. It's right on the water. Literally, like, a part of the university is, like, right next to the water where you can go there. And absolutely. Um, And it was just so nice. It was in the city where I wanted to be because I've always wanted to be in a city. And um, we toured it and everything. It looked really nice. It was very beautiful. And I instantly knew that this is the college I wanted to go to. Um, But the problem was, is that they said they had the same idea as the private college in my hometown. Mm. You have to do a music audition to get into the music program. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Well, okay, I guess I can't do that. But while touring after that, um, I ended up attending one of the little like mini sessions where they sit you down and talk about like different degrees or like a different degree or something like that. And the one I sat down at was a communications one. Um, And they told me about some of the stuff that they have. And they talked about how like some of the communications uh, branches you can branch off to mm. is with like cinematography and TV production, and instantly that caught my brain. I was like, I, I love entertainment, and I love you know I've always wanted to make some sort of like movie or something like that. Um, so I looked into it more and ended up changing my like degree or my um, major from music production to communications and cinematography and i knew right then and there like i'm coming to this college and i'm going to study this uh field so yeah after high school um i had committed to odu um and it it was really cool in the high school um they had this big glass wall outside the guidance counselor's office Mm -hmm. and they would put like um, if if the student gave the teacher or like the counselors the college they were going to or what they were doing after high school, whether it be like going to college or going like to the Marines or the Army, they'd put the name of the college or like the name of where they're going and then list the students going on there. And so they put me on ODU. Um, and after the summer, I moved and lived in Norfolk and I went to college there. That's sick. I like it. I like it. And you, uh, like is this on like are you doing this remotely is this uh are you have you finished oh where are you at with that now i got a year and a half of uh education i got a full year at odu and then uh covid hit yeah and so after finishing the rest of the 2020 semester Mm. um online at my parents house because everybody was forced to move back 
Mm-hmm. Um, I decided to stay there and shoot, and I switched to a community college uh, online that was local. Um, and then I did that for one semester, and then beginning of this year was when streaming really started going crazy and picking up. So, um, this I went like a week into the first semester of this year at the community college, mm-hmm. and then that's when I hit a point. I was like, "This is already getting much." Like, I'm still I'm getting work already from the college, like full time classes. I'm taking like five classes, like a language, a science. I'm taking an English. There's a math in there too. Like, you got a bunch of the hard subjects that you got to take and then on top of that i'm trying to do like streaming every day mm. so that's when i was like okay it it's one or the other and i kind of went for the one that's you know hobby turning job yeah you know yeah so i i dropped uh community college uh for now and i plan to hopefully go back to uh doing some sort of college or something within the next maybe six months to year hopefully mm-hmm. um especially since i'm down here in uh austin i'm hopefully might try to go to try to get something online for ut austin yeah awesome awesome was that a difficult decision for you to make to make that uh leap of faith of saying hobby turn into job yeah it was it was very difficult because i i wanted to do to college and i wanted to be able to complete my education like part of um my parents trying to encourage me is that my dad never finished college mm-hmm. and my mom uh took or she didn't take long but like she had me when she was 20 mm-hmm. so she didn't get to go to college and she didn't get her associates until she was in her 30s so she she has her associates which is awesome um but they don't have their four year and they both want me very desperately to get a four year degree I w- or they want me to get my associates at least, but they would, they really want to see me get my four years. So um, at some point I will definitely be getting my four years. So that way I can make them proud and make myself proud because I feel like that's something that um, would make me happy is knowing that I went to college for a full four years and I was able to get a degree. Nice. Awesome. 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 Good to hear. I like that. Um, that being said, we're going to move on to the third part of the show. All right. Already. Which is, or at least the story, which is your work history. Before we do, Delta, do you need to use the restroom? Get anything to drink? I'm pretty good right now. You're good right now? I'm good. Again, I've installed these for myself as well. All right. So give me two minutes. Again, the chat, the community is yours. I'll be right back. Is he gone? Is he gone? My stream now. My stream. I own the stream. This is mine. Yay! Ew. Don't let me do that again. Let's go! My stream, my stream. Nobody else is but mine. 
Oh, this is my stream now, and you can't tell me otherwise. <laughs> I feel bad for moms. Why? Wait, is moms able to hear me right now? Is moms able to hear me from the bathroom? Moms, I hope your pee's going well. Hopefully it's coming out good. Keep on peeing. Oh, yeah. Woo! Maybe you're not peeing. Maybe I'm just being a little silly guy that, that's thinking you're peeing, but maybe you're not. I don't know. Mmm. Moms <laughs> can hear everything you're doing. I hope you can. <laughs> um. Oh wait, if moms can hear me, watch this. What is going what is going on here? What is this <laughs> cartoon like it's the sound a cartoon makes when they like are trying to not trip, you know? Uh -huh. It's the what I just wanna go pee. Like I just wanna go pee and I'm like I'm I'm peeing. And I just know there's madness. I think the moment I stepped away from the door is when I knew I was like, oh, okay, something's gonna happen here. I, I gotta, I gotta get out of here. You know me too well. Red, stop, red storm. Unreal, <laughs> unreal. All right, <laughs> I'm a. Oh my gosh, I'm gonna take us to the the third part of your life story. All right. Alrighty. And this is the work history. Now I do this segment similar to a resume. Um, and, and I'm going to ask you here, all right, if you were going out and applying for jobs right here, right now, um, and in that part of the resume that says, you know, work history, how many jobs would you put there right now? And usually we say three to four. How many jobs do you have? Have you worked in your life that you put in your resume today? Uh, one, two, three, three and a half, four and a half. Okay. Let's take let's take your top three here. All right, your top three that applies the most, the most that you've learned. All right, before don't list them out now. All right, but we're gonna go in uh, chronological order. Okay. <clears throat> so your first one, what was your job, and how old were you when you had it? Tropical Smoothie Cafe, sixteen years old. Okay. <laughs> out the <laughs> gates <laughs> with. <laughs> this sounds like the <laughs> intro of a like a, a superhero movie. No, no it's like a, it's like an L.A. Neuer film. It's like. Tropical Smoothie Cafe, 16 years old. <laughs> so <laughs> how did you, okay, how did you get yourself into this job? How, what, what, what's the story behind this? So you, how'd you get into this job? Well, I think in, I don't know if it's federally or, or statewide, um, I, I knew that the age you had to get it or you could get a job at was about like 15 and a half or mm -hmm. so. Mm -hmm. Like that is like the lowest you can go, but usually it's 16, right? Yeah. Um, I, I had turned 16 and like I'd gone through the school year and it was summertime. Mm -hmm. And um, my mom was kind of like, you know, you're 16, you could get a job. And I was like, you know what? I will do so. 
Mm. And so, you know, I kind of started going different places. And then I went to Tropical Smoothie Cafe, which I had never been to before. I have never had a smoothie from there, food from there, or anything like that. Don't know what the vibes are, but I went there, applied for a job, got the job. Easy cakes. Okay. So you got in there, applied for this job, did all that jazz. Tell mm-hmm. me, uh, what did you learn during your experience here? What were some of the things that 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 you you garnered from your time at this uh, this this job, the smoothie place? Never, ever, mm-hmm. let people take advantage of me. What do you mean by that? Well, I was overworked. Mm-hmm. I went some weeks where I would work about forty hours, and I was still sixteen in school. Holy, really? Yeah, it, it gets worse from there. Trust me. No, keep going. So, okay, and 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 what what else happened from there? Well, I mean, I worked there for a bit, like I think seven months or so. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the breaking point was that uh, I was supposed to be off on on Valentine's Day, which is my father's anniversary of passing, right? Mm. And so I didn't need to go anywhere or do anything because that was a day for me to mourn and stuff you know mm-hmm. um my manager calls me and he's like hey can you come work and i'm like uh i mean sure and i i said that like thinking like you know i'm gonna go to the regular location i do but then he was like we need you up in in the in the store uh like and he said the name of the, i'm not gonna say the name of it because yeah. it's a small store but yeah yeah 15 minutes away from my location and I don't have a car at the time right now. Haven't done any learning stuff for driving still. So my mom had to, you know, drive me or I, I think I had to get somebody to drive me. I don't know if it was my mom or not, but um, that, that happened. And I went there and I worked or quote worked. Um, and I was literally like, in the back because i was like the only person there i was literally the only person there Mm -hmm. because you know this was like a location where like it's not that busy it's literally winter time and it's icy outside and stuff i'm just sitting there alone and like me being alone at work on a day where like you know it's really important to me and i need to be with family Mm. I, i just started crying and breaking down because i was like i shouldn't be here right now this is not where i'm supposed to be and i'm mentally not here either yeah, and I I don't know. Uh, that was kind of a breaking point for me because it was like I've been overworked now. Um, I've been taken advantage of by my managers and my coworkers, and like today I did not need to be here, and they tried calling me in, and they basically like got me to come in. Hmm. Um, so I was like, yeah, no, that this is breaking point, and I think the next month because. Yeah, I think it was either the next month or the month after I ended up putting my two weeks in. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Purely because of that moment, or was it a lot of stuff that was building up? It, it was a lot of stuff building up as well, too. Mm. It, uh, like, again, it was a part of the fact, too, that like I was literally 16 years old, and they you know, were working me almost 40-hour weeks sometimes. Yeah. So That's, that's wild. That's insane. So... You 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 stayed there for how long exactly? About seven months or so, seven okay. or eight months. Seven eight months. You stuck around and you gave mm-hmm. your 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 two weeks notice and you dipped on out. Um, yep. Tell me, job number two. How old were you and what were you doing? 
this is where it is the worst part. This is like where I how I said it gets worse. This is the worst. <laughs> um, Chipotle. Did I say more? Chipo- yeah. Right. No, <laughs> you, you're gonna have to for me. All I hear is good things from a Chipotle consumer standpoint. Well, tell me the behind the scenes. Why was it so? Uh, why was it? Why was it a ton? Awful. Just awful. The only thing that was good about there was the food, obviously. And then just like outside of work, the people, the people like they were cool to hang out with outside of work. You know, they were genuinely cool people. But actually working there was the worst experience. And I could tell like a specific story of how I literally ran an entire Chipotle for about two to three hours mm-hmm. on my own. Wait, um, no help. No one else. No, there were other people, but they weren't doing their job. <laughs> what? You, I could tell the story if you want. No, please, please go ahead. So a little backstory behind this, right? I, um, I had been there for, from, oh yeah. Cause I, I, mm-hmm. I started there about March of, uh, when it was right after I quit uh, Tropical Smoothie. Mm-hmm. Um, but I got that job the same month because two weeks notice I, got, I had time to do that. I had worked there for about six months or so. So I was there in the summer. And around the beginning of summer, so midsummer, our manager got changed. Like we didn't have a true general manager at the time. We only had like a service manager and like kitchen manager. So we got a new general manager for the store. Okay. And he was an old guy that didn't know what he was doing. And apparently, come to find out, after I had left and after a while, mm-hmm. he apparently was like kind of wanted for not paying a bunch of stuff like the IRS. <laughs> so, like, this man... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so he was just no good at all. Mm-hmm. But um, the worst night I probably ever had there was one night i think end of july or beginning of august you know chipotle is like kind of bustling a little bit because it's the end of the night like people are trying to get their stuff before it closes yeah um there was a solid like you know six of us scheduled we were understaffed but six is able to be like six is able to run a store mm-hmm. um one of them called out or didn't show up at all so that's cool and then um, the kitchen manager, um, Chipotle has this rule of um, if you feel like nauseous, if you feel sick or anything, or if you've been in contact with somebody that has been sick recently, mm-hmm. you should, you're not supposed to come into work, right? Because you could contaminate the food and get other people sick. Um, my kitchen manager ended up feeling nauseous mid-shift, and she had to leave. She was told to leave. But then it was four of us, right? Yeah. It was four of us. There was... Oh, wait, no. No, because the kitchen manager was the fourth one. That's right. So okay, it was three of us. Yeah, yeah. The general manager, me, and one other person who was just very slow at their job. Mm-hmm. Right? I was on the cash register for the night. You know, just swiping people's cards, taking the money and all that. Yeah. The, the other person, the girl, she was just on the line making people's bowls and burritos. And this, the general manager was supposed to be in charge of the kitchen, making the food. 
general manager out of nowhere while cooking food there is steak on the stove or on the grill walks to the back and i'm like okay i'm watching it though 30 seconds passes by and for people that don't know that's how long steak is supposed to cook at chipotle is only 30 seconds Hmm, okay and then another 30 seconds go by and then about another 30 go by and i'm like that steak is going to burn so i i yeah so i i quickly like go back there and i start putting the steak in the in the pan and then I go back to the cash register. I'm, I'm swiping people's cards. The person who is on the line, again, very slow. Yeah. And there's a small line. So I start helping her out. And I'm like literally finishing burritos, finishing bowls. Holy. Okay. And then I'm swiping people's orders in. I go to the back again to like where the kitchen is. And again, the, the, the general manager, nowhere to be found. So mm. I'm sitting back there. I'm cutting steak. I'm cutting steak. I'm making rice. I'm putting beans into pans and like re-putting beans into more pots to cook. And yeah. then I'm back on the cash register, swiping more cards, back on the line, back oh, to the kitchen. Dude. I'm literally going back and forth and back and forth, trying to do everything. And and it, it was just unbelievable. And that was the night I was like, I, I don't think I can work here anymore. Mm-hmm. And I, I told the general manager, I was like, dude. I literally was just on the cash register, on the line, and on the kitchen making your food that you almost let burn. You, this place could have burned down, and I just saved your ass. I hope you know. <laughs> so I'm probably not going to be working for you for much longer. He, <laughs> and he was, he, and like I kid you not, he was just like, "Man, it's okay, man. It's okay. We can do this. It's it's over. It's it's good." It's all it, and I look in the back. I turn around because we're in the office right now. I turn around and look at the dish pit. Yeah, I kid you not. Literally, almost every single dish, every pan, no matter the size, is there waiting to be cleaned. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my fucking god, I'm gonna be here all night. And I was there all night. I was literally there until three or four a.m. Jesus. Jeez, like just helped and we closed at 10 and i was i was so fed up after a while i was like the I'm not, i almost said his name the the general manager was just like you can you can go home you've worked hard you can go home now mm-hmm. and i was like thank the lord i was about to blow a fuse <laughs> so i i got out of there as fast as i could Mm-hmm. And apparently, um, he didn't get out of there until the openers started getting there. Jesus, Jesus! Yeah. Well, I would have been there until the same time. Would rage to to Chipotle, all right? And yeah, at- and mind you, mind you, for the time I was working there, I was still under the age of eighteen, bruh. Jesus Christ! Yeah, you just you need you need vacation days. You're gonna need some extra payment bonuses there, stock and, and options. Speaking of vacation, too, I remember the day I came back from a Disney World trip. Mm-hmm. It was the first week of summer break. I just got home from a vacation in Disney World, mm-hmm. and I went into Chipotle because like some of the people I knew there, I wanted to just say hi to and like give them a hug. Like I missed you guys, you know, and all that. I got asked to work. 
I was there for a quick visit to get like some chips and queso and say hi and say hi. I'm back in town. Yeah. And I got asked to work. And me being a doormat that I am, I was like, okay, why not? It ended up being super busy and I was rushing all over the place. And I remember going out to the back and crying because I was like, mm-hmm. I just got back from Disney World and you guys are trying to make me work this entire time. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. And and the worst part about it is too, in almost the entire summer that I was there, they were dangling a manager's position above my head. No. The other managers were literally saying, like, you you you'll be you could be a kitchen manager, you know, you could you could get a higher pay. Like you you actually could. I think we'll we'll try to put in a good word for you, like and all of that. Mm-hmm. And they just kept dangling it over my head like a little like a little rat trying to get some some cheese on a string. They just kept dangling it. And and I never got it. They just kept saying, like, you'll get the position. And and they just kept doing that so that way I could probably keep working and doing my best. Looking back now, no shot at the manager role? No, no. Yeah. I'm blacklisted from Chipotle now. <laughs> you, can't even, you can't even Uber Eats that. You can't even get that. No, I, I can. <laughs> it's just like if I ever wanted to get a job again and mm-hmm. I tried to apply for Chipotle, they have a system where like they have a blacklist of like if they try to apply, instant no. Yeah. I'm on that list now. <laughs> Unreal, unreal. Let me let me thank the raid real quick. Yeah, well, of course. Mid mid rage, mid story here. <laughs> uh, Kinsey here with a ninety one person raid. Yo, Kinsey, thanks so much for the raid. Thanks so much for being here. I appreciate it so much. Welcome everyone from Kinsey's community uh, to another episode of Inside the Streamer Studio. Today's very special guest is the one, the only official Delta Live, and we're just getting into the, the heat of the Chipotle work story. All right, second of three jobs that we're talking about, but you ended your time there. It sounds like you you washed your hands of the situation, and so mm-hmm. Delta, where did you walk forward from that? All right, you moved on from there, and you're like, all right, new year, new me. New opportunities. I'm going forward with my life. What was the next job? And and how old were you? Bed Bath and Beyond, 17 years old. There we go. Bed Bath. When in doubt. Please tell me. Please okay. Please tell me it's better there because I actually oh, shot it there was, time. It, it was a better experience. Okay. It was better. But the the reason why I did, I stopped working there was for a completely different reason. And it's not a bad reason either, really. Mm-hmm. Um the job was easy, you know, it was just all I had to do was, for the most part, walk around the store, make sure everything's in place. You know, if something needs to be restocked, I restock it. Sometimes I'm on the cash register, sometimes not mm-hmm. all that sort of jazz. Um, it, but it was pretty boring for the most part. I mean, there were some people there that I got to hang out with and have fun, you know, like with the job and stuff. Mm-hmm. For the most part, it was pretty boring. I got paid like nine dollars an hour to do basically nothing. What uh? What's something we need to know? What's the behind the scenes of Bed Bath and Beyond? All right, I need. To um, know uh, I mean, they have walkie talkies you can talk in. Really, honestly, the stores are huge. The stores are huge, and there's a lot going on there. It's like a pool. Yeah, okay. no, it's it's pretty boring. Nothing, I mean, literally nothing. I said, did you have to, us, you ever have to deal with like difficult customers? Any Karens? Personally, me, no, actually. Um, a lot of the people there were just just like old people shopping with coupons that they wanted to get rid of. <laughs> so Okay, okay, that's true. That's real. That's real. <laughs> Here's a fun fact. See, I'm going to tell you a fun fact about your own organization. 
There's no mm. such thing as an expired coupon in Bed Bath. Yes, I yes, that is very true. I did. If you come it. in with any, well, actually, I think they changed the policy right before I left, or left right before I left, where like it has to be within a year. But before, when I was working there, when I was working there the entire time, you bring any coupon in that still has the barcode on it, you can use it. Hundred percent. You can find it online. You can get in newspapers. I still mm-hmm. to do that to this day. I don't actually. I don't know if it's a year still, but I at least the ones that I go to, and I just get like, oh God, I'm this is the old person me. I get like Lucas <laughs> and shit. You know, I get like cookware. Anyways, love it. Love the uh, love the deals. But that's dope. How long did you end up working there for? Um, I worked there. Let's see, August through I think about February. So August, September, October, November, December, January, February. Six months. Okay, a bit of a, a bit of a stint there. And I'm gonna count mm-hmm. this this new uh your your current journey here in content creation as your fourth job. All right. Um. Okay. You said earlier in the show that you transitioned the mentality. You're like, all right, I'm taking this hobby turn profession. All right. Uh, mm-hmm. What attributes of your stream are you trying to to elevate? to to get to that level of hobby turn profession what are some things of your stream that you're trying to work on uh maybe it's the content maybe it's the the, the looks what, what what are some behind the scenes looks for official delta live in terms of your your stream um i mean i just always try to make sure that everything in my stream is fun and enjoyable to the viewer so you know i i just always try to i guess elevate that and like elevate my content to make sure that no matter what I'm doing, it's mm-hmm. enjoyable and easy and fun to watch. Yeah. Uh, do you feel like you could stream whatever you'd like? I know, you know, when I when I talk to a lot of MC streamers or streamers that that maybe were known through the Minecraft community or maybe they predominantly play it, there's always that fear of going variety, of going to another game. Do you have that same sense or do you feel like you could do whatever you want? I definitely in some ways do have the same sense, but also don't. Um, I have done some variety streams, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it, they're, they're fun and they're able to do pretty well as well. Um, I, I guess it also just comes from the fact that, um, no matter what, mm-hmm. you know, uh, it, having one, one big thing is that, uh, having a shared community, especially like I do, I have a shared community with like a bunch of other streamers. Um, no matter what I do, you know, there's always going to be people that go to other places and watch other things other than me. Mm. That's fine. There's nothing wrong with that, you know? Yeah. Um, but no matter what I'm doing, I always try to make sure that whatever I'm doing is enjoyable. So that way, if somebody new comes in or if somebody is still watching or somebody that left and is coming back, you know, um, whether no matter how you join, like, Regardless, I'm going to try and provide my best uh, content and my my best that I can. Yeah, I like that. What's the next steps for you in terms of your 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 streaming career, or maybe your content creation career in general? Is there is there a push in other platforms? Is it maybe switching up what you do? Is it well, what's the next step there? YouTube. Mm. Period. YouTube. In what manner? What kind well, of content? The period. Could be- Yes. Period after YouTube, not before, because that's grammatically incorrect. YouTube, though, because um, I just I've been sleeping on YouTube a lot, I, and I genuinely feel like it could work out. I just feel like I haven't been putting a lot of the time, attention that I should be into YouTube, where I have like a, a very good like potential to 
put more content out that I usually don't on stream. Like I have the ability to work on stuff that can be like edited and crafted, you know, into something different. And I, I don't have to like be live and stuff. And I hear you on that, but what kind of stuff can people expect in terms of you, when you think YouTube, what should we expect when we see a Delta video on YouTube? Well, right now I'm just sticking to Minecraft because Minecraft is easy to do like in terms of like easy content to like produce at least like it's, it's fun to make it's easy for the viewer to watch mm -hmm. as well as it's um, easy for me to like be able to just go onto a Minecraft world and record something or just play a, ba a Bed Wars game and stuff like that. You know, it's easy and fun for me to do as well. Um, and I enjoy it a lot. It's something that I genuinely enjoy. So, and I, I always have this thing of like, if you're at, is, if you're as, as long as you're enjoying what you're doing, then that's all that should matter. You know, again, the whole thing of like full circle, have fun. Um, I'm having fun making this kind of content. I've always had fun with Minecraft. And I think that being able to do something that I enjoy like that is something that I can um, work towards being able to build my YouTube channel. And I think that because it's content that I've worked with on stream before and, you know, I have a community already based off of like that style of content and stuff, I'm, I should hopefully be able to bring it over to youtube as well and try and do something there as well but in a different sense or a different kind of manner nice that's exciting i'm pumped for you i'm pumped for that next part of youtube Not anything on on tiktok or or uh is that uh, yeah tiktok i i haven't posted anything on tiktok in a while just because of the fact that like i, I don't know i mean tiktok's cool and all and i love like you know scrolling through it all the time but I just can't find myself to, you know, always keep editing for TikTok and like making content specifically for TikTok and stuff. It's mm -hmm. just, I'd, I'd, if I'm putting some effort in, I think I'd rather do it for YouTube because I feel like YouTube is a much better platform that I would do something great or succeed in. Because, mm -hmm. um, and also the fact that like, I feel like TikTok is more temporary than YouTube as well. Mm. Yeah. No, I feel that. I feel that with the whole, I guess technically both are evergreen, but it's like, I don't know. I put my money on YouTube a little bit more than TikTok. Yeah. I don't know what it is. Um, but th there's nothing wrong with TikTok. It's just like, I don't truly have the passion uh, for making a TikTok or producing something for that platform as much as I do like YouTube right now. I'd much rather do something for YouTube. Fair play. Nice. Let's go, um, let's go move on to the, to the fourth category here of your life story, right? This is the part where most people turn up the volume, they tend to have their finger on that clip button because they're just, everyone's so nosy about this, right? Everyone's so nosy. And it is uh, the romantic relationships, the romantic histories. Uh, Delta, oh, right? yeah. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna ask you, all right? Um, <laughs> I do this segment similar to the resume where it's, um, I'm gonna ask you, uh, how many individuals had the official Delta Live? Well, it fits perfectly this time. The official Delta Live tag as uh your significant other. All right, I'm not talking uh ones in anything younger than high school. I'm not talking about anything that's a you know swiping left or right or something that was a weekend fling. I'm talking the official like this is someone that that had the tag as your significant other. How many individuals is that? 
five. Okay. Okay. Five. Holy five. cow. All right. Let's start down the list. First one. How old were you and how'd you guys meet? Uh, 14 high school. Dang. Okay. And, and, and what was the thing that caught your eye? How, how did it start? How did the relationship start? Uh, I was, I was gay at the time and they were bisexual. So we just thought, cool. We, yeah, we were, we were kids. We didn't know any better or anything. We just were like, oh, cool. You like men too? Ha <laughs> ha. And, and so how does this, how does this play out? Like how long does this relationship last? Three months. Three months. And at what point did it kind of falter? Well, at the time, I was super against smoking because uh, it almost killed my mother. Mm. Uh, smoking did. She actually was hospitalized with a really bad like pneumonia, and it was caused by like lung damage from like cigarettes and stuff. Yeah. So at the time, I was very against cigarettes, and he just started smoking cigarettes out of nowhere. So mm-hmm. I, uh, I, I told him I was basically like, "Stop smoking, or I'm gonna leave." You know, and he he stopped he stopped it for like a few days, but then it was <sighs> he kind of like wrote on a note, gave it to a friend, and then the friend gave it to me, and it said that he was breaking up with me. What? And. Yeah, I guess. I mean, kids, whatever. But like, yeah, geez. Okay. Well, let's leave it at that. It sounded like it was a uh, an ultimatum that you had. made. Yeah. I mean, uh, would you have stuck around if he had not changed? No, definitely not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel that, though. Okay, so that's the first one down. So that was at 14, you said? Yeah, I think so. 14. 14. Next one. How old were you? And how did you guys? 15. 15. Uh, All right. Damn. One year. (laughs) Yeah. One year after. All right. And I assume also school. High school. Yeah. Nice. And how long did this relationship last? Three months. (laughs) Okay. Is there a. Okay. Delta. Is there a pattern? Uh, You might see. Is this the rule of three? So three months as well. Uh, Where did this one kind of fall apart? Me gay, he gay. Work. Yeah. Yep. Well, what I meant was fall apart. Like, how did this... Oh, fall apart. Yeah, I was wondering what (laughs) you both being gay had to do with it. For some reason, my brain registered that as, well, how did you guys meet? How did you you get together? (laughs) I figured that was kind of the first part. But uh, how did did it kind of... How did the the loose ends become undone? Um, Primarily because of the fact that we did get together because, you know, both of us were gay. Um, But... Um, as time went on, you know, I kind of realized, like, we kind of got together, but don't have, like, the same interests at all, you know? Like, we don't click like that, and and I I was battling myself. I knew he wasn't going to interest he had in a while, mm-hmm. and he was also just kind of heartbroken, I think, so we're not really heartbroken. I guess he was just, like, lonely. Um, but I ended up mustering up the courage to do it. And I, I sat down with them and I had a one-on-one mm. with him. I was like, I, this not really working. I don't like feel right about this relationship. And I don't feel like we have like any connections at all. That's like yeah. the one time I've broken up with somebody. Is this a commonality with, with people that are young as well as gay, where it's like, 
you're you're almost dating per identity, not dating because of. I feel like like in a lot of cases when you're young, probably. I mean, for me, yes, because I lived in a small town, and especially in like you know, it was more towards the rural area of uh of where I was. It was like you know nobody was like gay or anything like that, right? Yeah. So it was just kind of like you know. Go for the one person that will actually take you. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. That was at least my mindset at the time. Again, I was young, so. Yeah, that's fair. No, like, I, 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 that's why I kind of had to clarify if it was more of a, like, you actually like the person or because you just, that was your choice then, or at least the choice you knew for sure at the Mm -hmm. time, you know? Okay. So that's the second one. And you said three months and you broke up with him. Um, Yeah. Only time I've broken up with somebody. Okay. Well, we have three other people, so I feel like that's a spoiler alert there. Uh, the third one, how did you meet and how old were you? Uh, 15. 15? Uh, we, I, that, it was kind of like a long-distance relationship, like online kind of deal. Okay. And and how long did that last? Three months. Okay, really? Are we, <laughs> this, really? This is three months? Yeah, uh, yes. Genuinely, it was three months. T- tell me how, you know, at the age of, again, you said... 15 16 15 15 uh you're doing an online relationship uh how i guess how did that work what how did you guys meet online um a shared community basically um i, I, I that's kind of i guess that's oh hello i'm sorry you cut out a bit <laughs> i'm here you're good okay what's up <laughs> um one re- I guess that's kind of one reason why I created my Twitch account um, was because, like, 2015, that was, you know, when I was 15. Mm-hmm. Um, I had it, and then, you know, I guess I used it to watch the person that we had, like, the common community with. Mm. So, or at least I watched it, and that's where we met, you know? I saw him in that chat, and then we were in, like, a Discord together, and that's where, like, we met. So we just watched the same guy and all that. Ah, okay. And so with, with, you know, I think, you know, in my opinion, distance is hard enough. I mean, you're not with the person. It's, it's tough to, you, you have to be really good at communication, really good at like, I think even better than, than those that are in, you know, more proximity to one another just because of that distance, you know, you're making yeah. up for it. So at that age, you know, at 15, how were you able to be, like, so consistent? Was it always being on Discord? Was it always texting? Was it always, like, uh, in terms of, of communicating with that person? Yeah, we, we did a lot of, uh, like, Skype calls until he, like, fell asleep and stuff ah, like that. gotcha, gotcha. And so, oh. within that three-month relationship, where did that one kind of fall short? Where did that one start to, to, so, to break at the seams? That one's a very interesting one. Huh. Um. My parents hated that idea of long distance relationships. Okay. They hated that. Um, and like from talking to people online before when I was younger, like, you know, obviously it's not really a good idea, but still um, did that. And uh, they just didn't like the idea of me like talking to strangers on the internet. Mm-hmm. So I knew for a fact that if they found out that me and this guy were like dating online or whatever, yeah, they would be pissed. Okay. So, okay. I ended up. Oh wait, no. I guess I did break up with him again too. Yeah, I broke up with him. Um, but this wasn't like a breakup thing, as in like 
I broke up with him, you know. This was like I told him that like my parents are going to freak out if they find out that we are together. Mm-hmm. So I want to be able to say that we are just friends right now until like, you know, we can reserve it for another time. Mm-hmm. Like I wasn't like breaking up with him. I was trying to make it so that like we are on a level to where, you know, we can still talk and be together and stuff. It's just like we can't put ourselves out there as a relationship or else like I would get in trouble. I would have to break up with you. Yeah. You know, it's like a wait list kind of thing. You're like, yeah, kind of. Okay. And, and I think he took that as, uh, we're breaking up Mm -hmm. and then, uh, he just kind of left and stuff. And he, a whole different story afterwards ended up like making false lies and like rumors about me. Uh, to the entire community that we were a part of and Mm -hmm. i you know i his friends all started like hating me and then like doing like weird things like i had posted selfies on like an instagram that i deleted now you can't find them Mm -hmm. um but i had posted selfies there and they like like kind of in a way raided uh, a discord that we were in and just started like posting that selfie with like kind of meme formats around it like kind of trying to poke fun at me and stuff Mm. um that went on for like two months so um yeah and then i like a few months after like winter around that time like december i think it was like 16 by then yeah um i i tried messaging him again like i'm sorry like i'm genuinely sorry i'm trying i was just trying trying to save it because like i want i don't want i didn't want to be taken away from you Mm -hmm. you know and and he just didn't care and Stuff like that. So discontinued on with the same patterns. Yeah, it, and after after that, I started like trying to push it aside and stuff. Hmm. Um, I I I guess I it was like I broke up with him, but like it was for the it was like kind of like a Romeo and Juliet kind of deal. It's like we can't forbidden lovers. We can't be together, but hmm. you know. So yeah, that that was a part of uh like a whole like long while of me just being like super upset and anxious and stuff i mean fair i mean while it is forbidden at the same time you saw the individual's you know character through how Mm -hmm. it was handled so i mean uh, i think a little bit of oddly enough blessing in disguise kind of deal where you're like really this is how you're gonna you know react to the news it's not it wasn't a no at the end of the day though it sounds like there was miscommunication too uh, if that's, yeah, if that's and, and plus, I see it now as like I was like 15 at the time, so it's not really that important. I literally even forget it to this day until like stuff like this, where like we're talking about it, you know? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Number four, Delta. Number four. How old were you? How'd you guys meet? Eesh. Number four. This one was actually last year. Hmm. Okay. So yeah, because all all the the three first ones were like all between like. Freshman to sophomore year of high school. Yeah. Um, and then I didn't date anybody from like sophomore year of high school till, you know, when last year, mm-hmm. um, which was I was halfway through freshman year of college. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, this one, this one really hurt. <laughs> so, how <sighs> long did this relationship last for before we get into the details of the back end? Six or so months. Six months. Oh, okay. So doubled the rest of them. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so this is almost like two relationships here. No. Yeah. So, yeah. 
six months and mm-hmm. you met how? Um, actually, and I, I, I know you said like no swiping or whatever, but I think this is like an exception. You know, we, we met on Tinder, but well, well, you know, well, well, let me clarify when I say no swiping, I'm talking more of like, again, like weekend fling. Yeah. This, if this we, is a full blown relationship, by all means. Yeah. I, I swiped right and they swiped right. And you know, we, we kind of like got together that way and we ended up like meeting and all that stuff. We mm-hmm. met each other's families and stuff like that. Wow. Uh, what, what, uh, what caught your eye? What, what was, what's the, the, your favorite quality? Of course, this is going to be a little harsher now because this is your ex, but you know, back then when they weren't your ex and when you, you, you had, you know, positive things to, you know, if, if it's still there, positive things to say, what was the stuff that you would say that, uh, caught your eye there? Um, she was just very nice and, and gentle and very kind. Hmm. There you go. She was just. It had some sort of aura about her that, you know, mm-hmm. just was very nice to be around and comforted me a lot. That's awesome. And so you said this relationship lasted for six months and you, you met each other's families and, and all this. This sounds like, you know, it's really progressing forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, what happened? Why, why did it then take a turn for uh, the worst? Um... I, I don't know. I wish I could tell you entirely why it was. I mean, I got like two reasons, I guess, but it, I didn't see it as like whole reasons. I, I kind of saw it as like, these are just things that we, it can be fixed, but I guess she didn't want to fix it or help fix it at least. Did it come out of the blue? Yeah, very, yes, very much so because the few days, because she, she lived about an hour and a half away from me. Yeah. So, like, for me to go see her, it would take an hour and a half drive, and I was the only one with a license, so I was the only one who could drive. Mm-hmm. Um. So it it, it would took a lot of time out of like just to go see her and stuff and go places and all that. I didn't mind it, but it was just hard for me to find that kind of time all the time. Um. But. What it, what the reasons I got were at least oh wait no I was explaining like it came out of the blue because just before like a few days before yeah. uh, she broke up with me was we hung out and I it was nice like we went out to dinner and everything uh, we chilled at her house we played like the switch together it was like I think no it wasn't the night that Animal Crossing came out it was like um we were just playing like Animal Crossing I think Mario Kart or something and mm-hmm. just relaxing like we used to do and just usually did. Um, so it did come out of the blue uh, a few days later when she just randomly called me while I was just, you know, playing video game and said that she was breaking up with me. Hmm. And and I, I hate to, to ask this, but I mean, for the sake of the story, take us back to that moment when she called you and, and you know, you're, you're literally living your life, doing something and, and not a problem in the world. And then suddenly it comes kind of crashing. Reality hits. And, and this person that yeah. you cared about is just now withdrawing all of these uh, feelings, emotions that they once had. What was going through your head? Um, I, I was very taken back. I, I really didn't know what to, what to say or anything like that because I, 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 was, I was pretty happy. And I... I don't know. Apparently, she had known 
she had known that that time that we hung out was going to be our last because wow. she had planned on breaking up with me after that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that kind of, I guess, I don't know. It felt bad for me because I wish that we had been able to talk about it in person, like tried to fix what would have happened or whatever, but I guess not. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah. And so, you know, when that breakup happens, uh, how did you process? How did you work through it in terms of trying to get better, trying to be like, all right, that happened. And that's a shitty thing. It hurts. How did you take care of yourself mentally uh, and emotionally? Um, I, I instantly, you know, like after it happened, I was instantly like, texting my friends or not my friends, but like one friend I texted Mm. who knew her as well. Um, I was like, she broke up with me. You know, I I just need somebody right now. Like I need somebody to talk to. And so I think we hopped in a call and just talked for the rest of the night and stuff. Get some support, air it through, process Mm -hmm. it. Damn, damn. Sorry. Going to from your fourth to your fifth, all right. Tell me about that person. Uh, how old were you, and how'd you meet? Um, June thirtieth, twenty twenty. Wow. Okay. So just last summer. Correct. Yep. Nice. And how did you? How did you meet? Uh, funnily enough, on Twitch. On Twitch. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. And. How long is this relationship still going? Is it? Um, we are now uh, one year and three months in. Congrat! Okay, there's the three months. Of course, you had to tag it in. You had to. You couldn't just give me one year and some change. You gave me I, one year I'm and sorry, three. Sorry, my bad. It's fair. It's fair. Actually, we planned this out. This is the reason why we're doing the show at this very moment is to get the three months. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. And so together, a uh, year and three months. Um, tell me, how did you both meet? Um, this is a funny story that I've told my, my community in my chat many times, so Mm -hmm. people might know it already, but, um, I, he, uh, okay, so this is how I tell it, right? Shoot. Uh, a little Deltamation one day was streaming on Twitch.tv back in March of 2020, um, and this was when Delta was a little, like, uh, maybe 20... 20 viewer Andy or something, right? Okay. Um, I, I was sitting there just streaming, and then all of a sudden I get this little rate of like, uh, I don't know, 5 to 10 from this person named Deductive. And I'm like, oh, well, thank you for the rate. I appreciate it, you know? Mm-hmm. And then from there, they joined my Discord, and uh, and he uh, he became a part of my community. He started like uh, coming into like VCs a lot, and I, I joined in there sometimes, and would talk to him and like some of the other people that join. Yeah. Um, and then about a week later, um, I was streaming again and I was just, you know, having a fun time. But then I was about to end and I was like, who am I going to raid? Uh, who am I going to raid? And then I looked on my Twitch recommended in smaller communities and there mm-hmm. I see deductive on there, like streaming to like eight people or something. And I'm like, Ooh, I know deductive. They just raided a few days ago. You know what? Let's go raid deductive. Mm-hmm. Let's mm-hmm. go raid deductive. Classic. And then, I, I rated him with like a party of like twenty or thirty, and then he was all like, "Oh man, this is 
crazy. I've never had this many people in my stream before. Oh my gosh, I'm so nervous. What do I say? What do I thank you so much for the read? Uh. And he's probably in the other room right now listening to me and being like, Oh, you fucking bastard. Um, but that that's kind of how we met. We just met on Twitch by like, you know, becoming a part of each other's communities. Um and so yeah. who made the who, who would you say offline made that first move that they were like, yo, I'm I'm interested? Um, I can't tell you because uh I think with both of us, I think because uh, it was like end of June or so, mm-hmm. we we both kind of came to like a mutual kind of agreement that like we like each other, you know. Yeah. Oh so, nice. And, and then so- <laughs> yeah. So going from there then. Um, are you, if I may ask, are you living with one another? Yeah. Awesome. How, how was that decision reached? You know, I feel that that's a very big step where you're like, you're going, you're not only, you know, dating one another, but you learn a lot about an individual when you live with them. That's a whole other territory. So how, Mm -hmm. how did you both come to that conclusion? Well, uh, we just both wanted to get away from like our hometowns, number one. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I'm more of an independent person, so I, I wanted to just go live on my own and stuff like that. He wanted to kind of do the same exact thing. Um, and I, I feel like, you know, we were just we just had a connection that we were able to, to do that. And we're still in with each other right now. I mean, it's pretty nice. When you first moved in. Was there any nerves? Were, there, were you anxious about it? Was it like, oh my goodness, we're you know you're doing this step together? It was just very exciting. I, I just I was just so happy to get our own place and have somewhere to call home. Mm-hmm. I like that. I like that a lot. That's awesome. I'm happy for you, Delta. That's huge. Those are huge. Uh, oh, thank. <laughs> <laughs> Those are huge milestones. Those are huge milestones in 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 someone's life. So I'm 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 proud of you, and and that's 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 dope. That's dope. Um, Delta, I appreciate you sharing your story or or what you've been able <laughs> able to uh, tonight. But we're gonna move on to uh, one of the last segments here of this evening. Okay, and it's the community questions. All right, so. Mm-hmm. Over the course of this whole show, people have been inputting questions into the uh, anonymous uh, link there into the chat. I'm, there's only one rule to this. You don't have to answer the question. I'm going to try my best to read as many as I can. And um, I haven't read any of these questions prior. So I'm going to do my best uh, here. All right. Uh, and I'm also going to try to skip along any that you've answered during the show. All right. Um, okay. First one here says... Uh, does it ever get stressful having so many people know who you are? And because of that, do you ever wish you didn't become a content creator? Um, it just really depends, honestly, on like who the people um, are that we're referring to. Mm-hmm. Like if we're talking about online, I, I guess I'm fine with it, honestly, because like, you know, that's the whole point of being a, I feel like a content creator is like, you know, you're producing content for people to watch and enjoy across the world and it's like i don't really have a fear of like uh giving these people like the content or anything like that how what was the question phase phrase like again it was um do you like because of the amount of people that know you do you ever did you ever feel discouraged of being a content creator oh yeah okay so yeah i i so far right now i don't think i've feel discouraged or anything right now Mm -hmm. i'm just happy to be able to do what i do 
Um, if we're talking about in real life people, kind of because I know a people IRL, you know, mm. there's a lot of people I know from like my hometown and I, I don't know. I've already been through so many cases where like, I just n- never really talked to these people, you know, in school and they never talked to me because they chose not to talk to me. And then all of a sudden they'll like message me and stuff after they see that, like I've been doing successfully like with Twitch and YouTube and stuff or mm. something like that. Mm-hmm. And that's, Kind of one of the only reasons why I would say that I'm like, I wish I didn't know as many people as I do when it comes to like the whole content creation thing is just because like these people that I know from real life, I know where their priorities are and they're definitely not my friendship, you know, my true friendship. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, sorry here. Let me uh, get to some over here. Do you play any instruments? I do. I do. Um, I play a little bit of guitar, uh, mm-hmm. not too much though. Uh, I only learned some of the basics, like how to strum some chords, bar chords and stuff like that. But other than that, I don't really know how to play any other instruments other than producing music electronically. Awesome. Uh, can you skateboard? No, I cannot. That is on my bucket list of things to learn. I I had a longboard at one point that I used to like just cruise around and then get back and forth on college campus. Mm-hmm. Um, it it broke though; one of the wheels popped off, and I haven't fixed it. So, but I don't know how to skateboard. I know I know deductive does, mm-hmm. so I could probably get him to teach me. Yeah, apparently this is something you're <laughs> clamoring for. This one's a loaded question. All right, Delta. So I'm gonna try my best to 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 read this one. I have a bailout if you need it. They're asking, who's your favorite mod? Everyone asks this. I've had this every <laughs> show. Who's your favorite mod? Um, all of them? Okay. I mean, I'll let you answer the way you want. All of them. All of them. Uh, it was well, I mean, all of them help out and stuff, and I appreciate all their help and support and, you know... I can't just choose one specific one because then that's favoritism and I don't want to, you know, do that. So there you go. Okay. There. Whoever wrote that, listen to them. Um, this one's a, more of a comment. Delta makes me feel like I'm not some random idiot on the internet and the community has been fostered. Uh, yeah, fostered is just amazing and I'm so proud of them for what he has created. And that's from Bic. Ow, Bick. I thought you were supposed to be anonymous. I mean, they can write their name if they'd like. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> this one goes, yeah, they, they'd like. Uh, does Delta know how much we love him? He's worked so hard to make his community safe for such a wide variety of people all over the world. I joined over a year ago, and let me tell you, I felt so alone in the world all my life. His community has given me a place and a purpose, and he's more than saved my life. Uh, he's brought a lot of light to so many people. I know his friends, and I know how much he's helped them through the dark times. He want he wanted to make a difference for people, and damn, he's done it. We love him, and we love him so much. That one's anonymous. All right. Well, anonymous about him make me fucking cry, dude. Come on. Get ready for... So a good handful of these. It goes, hey, Delta. Oh, my God, dude. <laughs> it goes, hey, Delta Heart. I just wanted to say 
you have really helped me so much. I don't have a Twitch account, so I can't type in chat. However, I love the whole community. You have got me through some really bad nights and have made me feel very valid for who I am. Thanks so much for streaming and being who you are, Heart. There's a lot of kind. This is one of the kindest ones I've seen. Um, someone's asking here for a question. Favorite stream moment. What's one of your favorite stream moments uh, during your time here on Twitch? Um, I, <laughs> it's actually about to be the anniversary of it. Um, I, I guess my one of my favorites that usually I think of a lot of times when somebody asks is um, the time that uh, I. It was last year. It was October sixteenth, if I'm correct. Mm. Um, I was I was just doing a regular stream one night, and you know, this is back when I was like averaging only about fifty viewers and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and then I just got this insanely crazy raid from Moonzy Cat and Ronbu. And no way! They, it was my first time ever hitting a thousand viewers. This is like back when, oh my gosh, this is back when Ronbu like only averaged about a thousand. Mm -hmm. um, but they raided me that night, and I literally sat there and cried. It was the first time I had hit over a thousand viewers, um, and it was the thing that launched me to be able to get partnered on Twitch. Because after after that raid, every single stream almost I averaged over a hundred viewers, and and I submitted my. That was the stream that like I was able to submit my partner application, and so I did that. And a month later, I got it. Amazing. So I I really owe a lot to Ron Boo and Moonzy for for doing that for me. Honestly, it's huge. It's huge. Uh, this one says Delta. It says, "Hey Delta, I honestly couldn't express uh, on how much I love you. I've said this multiple times, but you've changed my life for the better. I never thought I would become part of one of the best communities out there on Twitch. Yet here I am. You helped me." to find my labels that I'm fully comfortable with. You helped me to become fully sentimental with other people. Your community has helped me to gain much more friends than I would have ever expected. But in short, you've done a lot in my life. I struggle with ADHD and PTSD, and I normally feel invalidated in my own family. And when my lowest of lows hits, I cannot express on how happy I am to see your stream noties being a regular in your streams is one of my greatest decisions in life. So thank you for everything, Delta. You mean a lot to me, homie. Much love. Heart, heart. That's from Remy. Remy. Oh, Remy, dude. Come on. You're literally bringing tears to my eyes, bro. Fuck. Uh, dude, Remy is so cool. Remy's been the usual for a while now, and I'm, I've been very happy to to have Remy in my community as well because they've been such a ray of sunshine, dude. That was beautiful. I like that. I like that a ton. Um, this one's a question here. It says, uh, how do you come out to people? I go to a very homophobic school and I'm scared to come out as bisexual. I've only come out, a few, uh, come out to a few of my friends and I'm scared that my school will find out and not accept me and can lose some friends. Um... I personally, this actually, uh, I've never actually known how to properly give advice on coming out because I never got to come out myself, mm -hmm. um, at least to like, you know, my, my parents and stuff. Um, so I don't really know the proper way to do it. Um, 
I would say, however, um, I feel like if you know that there are people around you that would that possibly could, and I'm not saying they're gonna, but like, I don't want you to be in a bad position where like they're going to possibly harm you or put you in harm's way or anything like that. Um, try to keep it, that information away from the people you know are like that. Um, surround yourself with more supportive people um, that will be able to help you with uh, being able to come, be able to feel comfortable with yourself. Um, and yeah, I, I don't really know. I do know that the Trevor Project has a very nice, like, little help guide on coming out and the best ways to talk about it and describe it and help people understand. Um, uh, I definitely highly recommend checking that out. Again, I'm just not the best with coming out advice because I've never been able to experience coming out myself. This one reads out, hey, uh, thank you, Delsa, for creating such a great community and always making me feel valid in my gender identity and pronouns. Remember, you deserve the world. You're so valid, and we love you. That one's anonymous. Um, <laughs> I'm going to throw you a curveball here, all right? This, okay. one's, this one's just asking, thoughts on Sora and Smash? You better uh... have the correct opinion. I, I don't play way. Smash, so I am indifferent, and I do. It does not bother me. Why would it bother you? <laughs> well, I, it doesn't. Yeah, just indifferent. All right. I, I'm just. Per, I'm just personally. I don't really play Smash. I only play it whenever somebody has it themselves, and they just, you know, have a spare controller to play it with. So, you ever play Kingdom Hearts? No, I haven't. I've wanted to. I've been wanting to for a while because one of my friends is really into it and they wanted me to get into it, but I haven't been able to get into Kingdom Hearts yet, but it really looks cool, especially since I'm a Disney freak, dude. I love Disney so oh, much. man. Then there you go. That's tailor-made. That's tailor-made Yeah, exactly. Who's uh, Taylor? <laughs> uh, uh, Swift. Anywho, um, let me read you a couple more here, all right? I'll read you. I, I won't refresh this. What, what's here is here. There's a, there's a handful more here. Uh, this one reads, I'm not sure if you've answered this but how do you find out you wanted to use neon neo pronouns i'm sorry and how did you figure your out yours um i guess i i i don't really know honestly i mean i i just liked the neo pronouns that i have now i mean they they just seemed really nice, and I wanted to try them out. And once I tried them out, I, I figured out that I liked them a lot. It's mm-hmm. all kind of like a thing about testing things out and trying new things, as well as the fact that there's a lot of uh, there's not a lot of representation for neo pronoun users in like content creation and everything. And I mm-hmm. I also feel like being able to use these the neo pronouns that I have, you know, I, I could be able to provide some sort of like. I guess, you know, representation for that and show like people that you can use neo pronouns and be able to still do the same exact things, you know, because there's just not a lot of people that use them, but there's a lot of people in the community that do. So there you go. I want to be able to help that. This one reads Hi, Delta. It's Say. Love you tons. Heart. I hope you've been doing well. You make me feel so loved, even though I am not able to watch too often because of school. Frowny face. 
keep being yourself. Um, this next one here also reads, Hey, Delta, I wanted to say that you've made an amazing community. They're such great people, and you're lucky to have them. Listening to your story, I see a lot of me inside of you. You have fought through so many hard times, even when the odds are stacked against you. You've inspired me to try to keep fighting. Uh, I'll never forget this moment. I can't wait to join your community and see your journey as you continue on. P.S. You're not short. You're just fun-sized. <laughs> they had to put that last one in there. They, Appreciate they, it. Yeah, they hit you with that quick one. You thought you were getting a fully wholesome one? They're like, yeah, we'll get you with that fun size. We can get you the tiny little troll. I like that. Um, I appreciate it, though. Uh, we got four more here. First one, quick question. How do you get half a job? I think they're referring, what was your half a job? You mentioned that during the work history segment. You yes. said, what's the half a job? The half a job I would refer to is going back to Chipotle for another like five months or so after I went to Chipotle once. Oh my! I I a a a I listen. The money was much better, and they had a completely different staff with an actual manager who could run it. Um. So the half job comes from me going back to the same job. But it was kind of new because new staff, new working, kind of like ethic and and all that. That's why I consider it a half job. Okay. 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 Fine. Fair. 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 Uh, <laughs> this one reads, hi, Delta. I just wanted to let you know how much I appreciate you. I found you sort of recently. And I remember you pointing out uh, my username and it made me so happy because I was having such a terrible day. I feel so comfortable within your community, and when I can watch your streams, I'm able to truly relax. Thank you for being who you are and setting an example that is okay to be to do you heart. Wow, oh. that's very sweet. Dude, why are people so nice? I think it's uh, the anonymous help sometimes. You know, <laughs> now honestly, yeah. like, and I'll, I'll, all jokes aside, well, that jokes too, but like all jokes aside, I think it's like. People feel more comfortable just selling, telling their truth when they don't have to have a username attached. But also, I feel like this is some necessary stuff, too, you know? That it's, yeah. it's nice to know um, on the other side that, that what you're doing and who you are as a person is, is getting the, you know, is, is touching other lives. Um, and, and more often than not, I feel like we're always fixated on what's going on in our world that we're, we don't recognize that, you know? Mm hmm um, two more here. First one here says, any tips on memorizing things, Peepo G? How do you memorize things so well? Delta? Um, a lot of times it's just repetition, honestly. Like, I just, over and over, I'll repeat it to myself. Or if it's something, like, that I do, like, on a, like, say, like, on a daily basis or something, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you get in a routine because you, you're repeating your actions and stuff. Like, you don't just get up out of bed and then you're like, oop. Let me uh let me do a jumping jack and then a, a 360 twirl and then I'll jump out the window real quick. Yeah. You 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 kind of just you get up out of bed and then you know what to do. You kind of like go to the bathroom or something, brush your teeth, mm -hmm. change your clothes, go and get some bread. It's just repetition. And that's I think probably the thing that's helped me most with um with memorizing is that like when it came to the preamble of the constitution or like doing the script remembering thing mm -hmm. i just kept reading over it and just repeating it to myself as well over and over again until i had it like engraved in my brain yeah 
Okay. So it's truly just you got to take the time out of your day to just practice, practice, mm-hmm. say it over, that, over. Mm-hmm. Studying is like very important, obviously, if you want good grades, but a good way to study is just like looking over some key stuff, like, you know, highlight your notes, key stuff, or make flashcards, and then remember it by like, uh, doing repetition, you know, go through those cards every day or go through the highlighted notes every day a few times and then boom, you'll get it. Yeah, I like it. This last one reads here, Delta, I just want to say something. You've been such an amazing streamer and you bring me so much comfort and confidence. I've been following you for, I want to say, seven plus months now and you are such a hilarious person. You're doing such a great job in streaming and so many other things. I want to say I'm so proud of you for everything you do and thank you for the comfort you give me and others. Heart. Oh, dude. So many freaking nice people, bruh. Yeah. That's beautiful. (laughs) I love that. I love the the overwhelming amount of virtual hugs you're getting right now through these uh, words of affirmation from, from all those watching here live on Twitch. Um, but Delta, thank you so much. I appreciate you so much for, for spending a bit of your day and hanging out with all of us here, uh, live and, and talking about your life, both, both online and off. But here's the thing, much like anything in life, nothing is free. So there are two things I'm going to need from you, Delta, before we move on to the last segment of the show. All right. Okay. All right. I got you. The first thing I need from you is to, do you have the stream up? I do. I do. Can you go in the back end and choose a name, any name right now that isn't myself, a mod, or a VIP? Um, I think I know what you're doing. You want me to give it a VIP right now? I think I do. I think I, I think I, yeah. I do. It's crazy. <laughs> um, I think I would like to give it to the baby seal in chat. The, let me, let me make sure of this. The, the baby seal. How did? Why did you choose that one? Well, the baby seal. Uh, baby seal is somebody I know from real life, and I've they're part, kind of a part of my family, like extended family. They're like yeah. a cousin, basically. Okay. Um, and they they've been nothing but supportive in every endeavor that I've gone through, and every every time I have something wrong in life, I he's somebody that I can always turn to. Mm-hmm. He he's also just super kind and nice and not only I, I was able to kind of drag him into the community because whatever, but <laughs> um he he just always talks to me about all the new friends he's made from the community and it just makes me so happy that I was able to, you know, help out somebody even in real life that you know that I know like do something fun that they enjoy and them happy with like everything that's happened again they're just so helpful towards not only me but so many other people that are like in need as well and they're just genuinely such a great person i can't thank them enough for for how much they've done for me and the community itself well there you go the baby seal you've got it you've got vip i will change that by the next interview however delta you know the rules i only have five here all right so I'm mm. going to put in the chat the five VIPs, and you're taking out one of them live here on Twitch, all right? All right. First one, and I just put them in there. Uh, we have Valing Globe, who literally just typed right above that message. We have Artist Jupiter, Jupiter, Cassie Froggy, who was here at the beginning of the stream, didn't feel well. Uh, Thyroya, 
Ruya, and Scooter Farts. Your choice, Delta. Man, I can't take it from Scooter Farts, bro. That's such, such a cool name. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And and Veiling Globe has been here the entire time. Uh, Cassie tried to be here. I respect them for trying to be here. But if they're feeling not well, you know, obviously, uh, take your time. Mm-hmm. So I think I will take it away from Theruya. Theruya. There it is. Theruya. Sorry. We'll see you again soon, though. Just pop in. You know, you never know. You always have the chance to, uh, to get that. Uh, last thing I need from you, Delta. Last thing I need from you. All right. I'm always on the lookout for, for content creators to watch, peep in on, and, and check in on, um, as well as to possibly interview. But I always like to ask the guests, who is somebody that you would be interested in watching go through the exact same show as you have all three and a half hours of this show? Who is someone you would like to watch go through the gauntlet with me and share their lives both online and off? Only one person? I'll give you, I'll give you three. Do you need three? three. Or do you I need could probably I could probably do two. Two? Let's meet in the middle. Okay. Two. Deal. I, I want to see possibly one day on the Moms the Host inside the streamer studio. Drops by Ponk or Puns. Drops by Ponk or Puns. All right, you got it. I'm gonna be honest with you. Drop by by Punk uh, has been someone that I've been I've been kind of mustering up the courage is something I would say. Ah, uh, uh, dude, I love to. Punk so much. He's so hilarious. You you love him. It would be sick. Him. It would be sick. As for puns, puns is always puns. I've I've DM'd him. I, I think twice now, maybe three times. I have a rule where it's like I I don't DM more than three times. You know, you uh, okay. you, you kind of get the thing. But I, and it's one of those things where I honestly, I think it's bad timing too, where it's usually like when he's taking his break and so I'm mm-hmm. like, dang it, what am I doing? What am I doing? But, but I would love both of them to be on here. Um, it, it would be a ton of fun as usual. Um, but I appreciate that. I will keep those names here on this list. I'll add them to it. I'm, I'll must, I promise Delta, I'm going to make, I'll, I'll, I'll do my best. Okay. I'm gonna do my best. <laughs> I'll reach out. I, I was gonna say I'll make I'll make sure it happens, but I was like, ah, it's a two way street. But I'll reach mm-hmm. out. Um, I would love to to sit across from them and learn about their lives online and off as well. But absolutely, Delta. Thank you so much. It's been so much fun learning about you and celebrating your life here on this platform and beyond it. Um, but moving on to this last secret bonus segment here. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, this show, Inside the Streamer Studio, was inspired by a 90s television show called Inside the Actor Studio, uh, where this professor, as well as host, uh, James Lipton, would bring on actors, actresses, and entertainers into his auditorium and classroom. And for 23 years, for 23 seasons, uh, he would do these long-form interviews, learning about their lives both uh, on, uh, on the big screen and, and you know, prior to that. And so as an homage to him, I've done this show, and um, I've ended this show the exact same way as he has, where he asks each of his guests the same 10 questions. So I'm going to do that here tonight with you. Um, All right. There's only three rules to this part of the show. One, you have to answer every question, non-negotiable. Okay. Two, is that I'm going to be uh, completely silent 
during this uh, this segment. All right, I'm gonna allow you. Uh, uh, I will read you the question. I will wait for your answer. I'll wait for a moment of silence, and then we'll move on from there. All right, to mm-hmm. the next question. And the third part, the third part here is this: is that uh, try to keep your answers within one thought. So not one word, not one paragraph, one sentence will do. That's okay. it. All right. After that, I will give you the final word, and we'll go our separate ways, and I'll DM you after the show. All right, Delta? All righty. Works for me. Awesome. Are you ready? Yep. All right. <sighs> All right. <clears throat> Question one. What is your favorite word? Fuck. What is your least favorite word? Not applicable. What turns you on? A light switch. What turns you off? The same light switch. What sound or noise do you love? Uh, hit marker noise from Call of Duty. Yeah, Call of Duty. What sound or noise do you hate? Nails on a chalkboard. What is your favorite curse word? Fuck. What profession, other than your own, would you like to attempt? Voice acting. What profession would you not like to do? Shoveling horse doo-doo. And lastly, Delta. If heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? Would you like to come meet your dad? I love that. Ladies and gentlemen, official Delta Live. Delta! Delta! You did it! Thank you you so much. Thank you so much for being a part of this. This this show is, is one of those shows that's been a long time coming. And I'm so glad that we were able to, to sit down together and, and celebrate you and talk about your life. If, if I may, you know, just a couple parting words on my behalf. You know, I, uh, all, all content creation aside, um, hearing how much you've, you've fought um, and, and how much how, how your life of, again, going back to, to something that your parents have taught you, of being independent, of making decisions for yourself and living by those decisions has led to you to where you are today. 
um, uh, amongst you know all the, the 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 tribulations you've gone through in life. You know, I I, I when you told us that story about what happened with with your biological father and and the reaction the bullying you received from from peers within school that was that that hurt that that struck a chord um because that kind of action it's it's so it's it's senseless it's evil and it's 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 something that you can't even defend against and so seeing that tragedy and 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 one of the lowest of lows to where you are right now where you're thriving you're moved in with someone you care about that you're in a long-term uh, long-term relationship with you are being independent you are going to you've got a year and, and some change left in uh, for your college career you are popping off on twitch and you're you're killing it with content creation and you're you're diversifying your content it it goes to show you that you know uh, I guess to keep moving in life, to keep walking forward, and and I I I watch you on on Twitter. I see uh, your progression, not just as a creator, but as a person, and and I'm very happy for you, Delta. And and I, I hope you hear this often from people, and maybe you may not enough, but I'm very proud of you too. I think you you are doing something and and special on this platform, as well as trailblazing a way for those um, that may not have uh you know been as comfortable with for example uh, coming forward with their uh, identities on on twitter i believe it was what you mentioned mentioned you made a post about that um and seeing that that individual someone who's a demi boy uh, can openly uh, share that with their community online as well as can be successful here on twitch and streaming um uh, can inspire many others um to follow suit so so delta i i I, I remember we I brought up the the twit longer at the beginning of the show, but I just want to be one of many voices that we've heard here tonight to empower you, and and thank you for what you do here online, Delta. I'm 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 very grateful that we've gotten to have this moment. Um, but I want to give you the last word. All right, you get the last word. What would you like to say to all those that are watching live here on Twitch or in the future on YouTube or listening on Spotify? Well, first of all, I would like to say. That moms, I want to thank you very much for having me on here, and I want to be able to thank you for not only giving me this opportunity to be able to talk about my life and myself, but also giving the opportunity to many others, um, regardless of size, the ability to talk about their lives and listening to their stories and sharing it with others because I, I feel like a lot of times people aren't able to share what they experience they're not able to share their full stories or how they feel and you give such a great platform for these people to be able to talk to talk to you and talk to others about their their true history and their their true feelings and it's really really inspiring to see what you're doing and you say to everybody that you think that it's special what they have I, I truly think that it's very special what you have. And I don't I haven't really seen many other people do stuff like this. And I really enjoy what you're doing. I've watched a few episodes of you uh, doing the same thing with some of my friends. And it's really, really interesting to see that you're connecting so much with other communities and other people. And I really appreciate you. And thank you very much again for having me on here. Um. And and to anybody that is listening now or in the future or anything like that, um, 
I, I say this all the time in my own community and in my own streams, but just know that you are valid and you matter. Your life matters and you have purpose and you should never forget that. You should never forget your self-worth and you should always be sure to take care of yourself because you matter and you are important. And don't ever forget it. Amazing. Delta, thank you so much. And I'll DM you after the show, all right? Alrighty. You take care. We'll talk soon, all right? All right. I'll see you later. Thank you again. Thank you. Thank you. Good night. <laughs> Bye. Good night. <laughs>